Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow, I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road, that never seems to end a new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style thousand late night alternative. I'm Ian Lee. Who are you? Catherine Sam's Bowen. on the phones, guys. Just grab your head. Could, it, could be the last one. Come and get it while it's hot. <laughs> I've just talked myself out of a job. Tomorrow, I'll find what I call home. Until tomorrow, you know I'm free to roll. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Here's the thing. One thing, one thing, one thing addiction isn't. Addiction isn't funny, right? Addiction isn't a laugh. Addiction is not just Paul Gascoigne carrying bottles of vodka out of an offering and everyone going, ha, 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 uh, he used to be good and now he's a pisshead. Addiction is not funny. Addiction is not jokes. Addiction is not um, a, a weapon that you can throw at people, right? Whether it's drug addiction or alcohol addiction or sex addiction or food addiction, it is not, um, it's not funny. It's not funny. I know people... Um, that are drug addicts that are dead. I know, I know dead drug addicts, right? I know it killed them, right? I know sex addicts who could not get freedom from um, obsessing around certain people. I know a guy, sort of a friend of mine, jumped in front of a train and killed himself, right? Because he couldn't control his addiction. Couldn't control it, right? So it's not funny. I've tried to kill myself whilst high on cocaine, right? I've tried to kill myself while I couldn't get cocaine. I've put myself in life-threatening situations with scumbags and with criminals and with violent people 
to feed my addiction to drugs. Addiction is not a choice, right? It's a disease. And I know some of you will disagree with that really strongly. You try having cancer. Well, I know people that have had cancer and have died. Uh, 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 and what, just as someone doesn't choose to have cancer, someone doesn't choose to be an addict. I didn't grow up uh, as a kid and go, yeah, you know what? I really want to get a really high-paid job on television, and then I want to screw it all up by being addicted to cocaine. And I don't care if that cocaine is cut with, um, uh, you know, cleaning powder or any. I don't. I, I just want to be spending a lot of money and shoving stuff up my nose. So many times I thought I was going to die. So many times I have been. I've done cocaine. And thought I was having a heart attack. Sat there naked in a, in a room watching porn, thinking I'm dying. Thinking I'm dying. Thinking, genuinely thinking, shit, I'm going to die. Right? Because my heart is <laughs> sweat. And I've dialed 999 on my phone. And I'm holding my phone. And I'm hovering over the dial button. Thinking, right, if I start to pass out, I'm going to press that. And then 10 minutes later, I've calmed back down and I've then cut another couple of lines of coke and gone straight back in. That's not normal behaviour, right? That is not a choice. No one, no one, no one chooses to do that. And I, listen, if you're sat there thinking, well, alcoholism is, is, is uh, selfish, it is selfish. Really, really selfish. Really, really selfish. But it ain't a choice. And if you think it is, and I can't convince you otherwise, well, so be it. But just go and, you know, ask the who. Not the root rock group, the World Health Organization, right? So it really annoys me, where it is a choice to go and knock one off in a hotel room, to, you know. So it really annoys me. It doesn't annoy me. It doesn't annoy me. Let me try again. It really saddens me that some people think it's okay to use my drug addiction, which I'm incredibly honest about, as a weapon against me to try and score cheap points. It don't work. You know, might as well go and make fun of a, a, a thalidomide, or you might as well go and make fun of someone with cancer. You might. It's the same thing. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's a disease. I've got no choice. But the reason I talk about it so honestly and openly is because I'm really proud that I got 13 years clean and sober. I'm not so proud I messed up and went out for another three months, but I'm really proud that in on the 26th or 27th of March, I don't quite know which one because I was wasted, I'll be two years clean. I'll have got two years clean again. And I'm really proud that by me talking about drug addiction and alcoholism and going to meetings and stuff, that... We could count in double figures the people that I know of that are clean and sober in part because they heard me talk about it. I could count in double figures the ones I know about in the show. I'm not saying that to, uh, to, to fuel my ego, although of course it is slightly ego-pleasing. Of course it is. Can't really control that. But I'm not saying that to fuel my ego. I'm saying that to show that there is a reason why I talk about this stuff, right? There is a reason why I talk about my drug addiction. If you notice, I don't really go into the war stories that much. Every now and then I might tell you a little funny story about, you know, whatever. But generally I talk about the recovery, right? And that's the thing. Uh, I, I, and I, I can count in double figures the people I know about on this show. It probably goes into triple figures, right? Probably, quite possibly. And if it hasn't helped someone now, it might help someone in five years' time if they hear a podcast of this long, forgotten, abandoned husk of a show. So, making fun of that 
shows a weakness on your part, not my part. It's a weakness on your part. And phoning up other radio shows to make fun of my drug addiction, which ruined relationships. My fault, I take responsibility for that. Ruined relationships, ruined marriages, um, uh, you know, ruined so many people's lives. I take responsibility for it, it was me, right? But phoning up to make fun of that, just because, what? Just because a radio host disagreed with the way you provide sperm for people on a social networking site, which I think most people would, to phone up another radio show to try and belittle me for that, I think it's really sad. But more importantly that, it's not going to affect my recovery. I'm not going to go home and go, man, someone phoned up and another radio host was rude about me. I'm going to get absolutely steaming drunk. It's not going to affect me, but it might affect someone else. It might negatively impact on someone else, right? So that's why I get angry about it. That's why I lose my temper. Because you phoning up, whoever you may be, and being rude. We didn't like it when I mentioned his drug addiction. Well, I didn't care. What I didn't like is the fact that you are trying to shame me. Doesn't work on me. But there might be someone else who's... I've been talking to someone, uh, and I'm not going to... No names, no pack drill. But I've been talking to someone um, uh, via text who's been doing really well around booze recently. And then they sent me a text yesterday saying, Ah! It's really on me. It's really on me to drink. And I feel ashamed. And I said, man, there's nothing to be ashamed of. That's it. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You told me. Now go to a meeting and tell other people. You trying to shame me, whoever you may be, whether you're a radio host or you're a caller or whatever, you trying to shame me isn't going to damage me, but it might hurt other people. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to put the recovery of other people at jeopardy? It seems like a nuts thing to do. I lost my temper about 15 minutes ago with a colleague who I actually have a lot of respect for. A lot of respect for. But he said something that um, I found very offensive criticised my show, which I'm very proud of. But he said, he, 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 his implication, I found very, very offensive towards me, towards other people in recovery, towards 12-step programmes, towards everybody I know who is dead because of this disease, to everybody I know right now who's lying in a pool of vomit, who's shat the bed, whose um, wife has left them, who isn't allowed to see their kids, whose husband um, won't talk to them anymore, whose parents don't want anything to do with them. I found it offensive to them, right? I found it offensive to them. So, I apologise to James Whale for coming in and being aggressive on his show. That was his show, that was his watch. I should have done that off air. I apologise to him. I have a lot of respect for him at times, but I think he crossed the line tonight personally. But I let myself down and I let my recovery down by doing that on air. I should have done that privately. So James Well, I apologise. And when I see him tomorrow, I will apologise for the way I spoke to him and I will also apologise for doing it on air. I won't apologise for what I said, though, because what I said stands true. My recovery is the most important thing to me in the world, right? My show is kind of up there as one of the most important things in the world, right? So, let it be known. 
0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Alan! Hey, boss! Who's dead? Terry Jones. Oh, no, lovely Terry Jones. He held a door open for me once in a sushi restaurant in Muswell Hill. And I'm, I'm able to kind of spam in his honour. Oh, do it. Do it, brother. Poor old Terry Jones. I mean, it's one of those where you kind of, part of you thinks, well, I'm sure he and his family are now, have now got some peace, not in any way to take away from the, the sadness, but he's been very ill for a very, very long time. And he was the second python to die. Uh, he was very much indeed the second python to die. Graham Chapman was the first back in 1989. I know, doesn't it say... He died ages ago, Graham Chapman. Absolutely ages ago. Here we go. <laughs> John in Highgate's listening. But switch the radio off, John. You smell blood. You think you smell blood. You don't smell blood. You smell testosterone. You smell success. You smell estrogen. You smell humanity. We smell Sony Awards. We smell Sony Awards! <laughs> uh, it's really sad about Terry Jones. I didn't cry like I did for Neil Innes, because when the, the news came through when I was streaming today, and I kind of went, ah, okay, okay, okay. But sad. Yeah. I'm what was that you said? Spam. Thank you. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. People have been asking about him. He is back after a long time. It's Nigel in Maidstone. Well, hello, it's Mike. It's Monty Python's flying circus. Uh, uh, hello? Hello? It does sound like him. Yeah. Have you actually seen the spam sketch? Yes, I have, yeah. Okay. Um, how you doing, Nigel? Well, I think I'm not doing Mrs. Doubtfire anymore. I'm doing Monty Python's flying circus! Jesus Christ, it's making me want to rip my ears out and shove them up my butthole. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I, I, I put... thought I did that in tribute. That was a tribute to my friend who died. Uh, did, did a friend of yours die today as well? The one, no, the one you're, man you're talking about, Terry Jones. Oh, right, okay. Did you know him? No, not personally, but I used to watch the Monty Python's religiously when I was younger. Oh, The Life of Brian. No, not that one. Religiously, every every time it was on. Oh, I used to love a bit. I used to love Monty Python. I can't get any internet. I mean, hang on, sorry. About that again. Um, anyway. So, uh, yes, you were talking about him all the evening then because of the sad death of well, Terry Jones. Not not all the evening, but we'll certainly be, be mm. nodding our heads towards him, of course. Uh, it is a shame, but we all have to... I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so depressed about Mum. It just, just seems to be getting... Worse each day, you know. Yeah. Uh, since I keep myself busy doing the housework and cooking, I've cooked myself a second meal this evening, and so I, I finish up cooking all the evening to keep myself busy. Really, mm. yeah. there's no harm in eating, overeating, is there? Really? Well, in your case, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say <laughs> no. Because no. I cycle a lot, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. So I need to put, but I need to have two meals at least a day. Yeah. A couple of meals a day. So I'm, I'm, I'm eating properly. Two I'm meals a day isn't overeating. 
still under eating, I would suggest. Two meals a day isn't overeating, Nigel. No, it's not. No, I'm eating properly, and so that's why I'm eating properly. But I, I, I'm trying. I'm so sorry. I, I feel so sad about Mum, and now it's Terry Jones as well. I'm so sorry. It is interesting, isn't it, when it's someone hard, in the taking all these these things really. Yeah, when some when a celebrity dies that we may not have yes. even met, it does remind us of those. Yes, it that... is very sad because I used to watch his program religiously. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, all of them, all the characters were good. I mean, John Cleese is absolutely brilliant as well. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was uh, good. Is he still alive, John Cleese? Um, I'm not sure. We'll get Kath to Google it. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Yes. Yes, you'll Google it, or yes, he's alive. Yes, he's alive. There we go, that's good news. Sorry, he was good in the Bond films, wasn't he? Uh, He was. John Cleese, who's still alive, by the way. John Cleese is still alive. Yeah, Uh, I I liked him in the Bond films. Yep, he's still alive. He's a big man, isn't he? He must be six foot five. Uh, I think he's something like that. Yeah, well, yes, okay. Well, we're we're doing John Cleese's height. Yeah, anyway. Well, because he was taller than James Bond. Here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. If we don't have it, here's the thing, Nigel. If mm. we don't have anything to say, we don't need to say anything. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, I don't, what are you talking about? I'm saying, if we don't have anything to say, mm. we don't have to say anything. No, but I've had plenty to say, haven't I? Oh, well, let's get to it then, mate, because at the moment it's just a load of old waffle. Well, I've been about the Monty Piper yep. style, so you know, that's what I run up to, 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 um, yep. to talk about. Anyway, so... so um, so, you know, sorry if I haven't got anything else to talk about, but I just wanted to keep in contact with her. Thank as, you, as Nigel. It is and a... my, my fans that wanted me, asking me to ring the show okay. as well. You know, I've had 2,000 views in a day on my Twitter. So it... that's, that's quite a lot. I, that is quite a lot, actually, yeah. That yeah, that means because I've been putting new videos on every day, different ones that people probably haven't seen. Okay. All I'm right, Nigel, listen, I'm going to move on, mate. Thanks for your call. Yeah, so I'm keeping myself busy. Uh, uh, bye, Catherine. Bye. Uh, let's go to Stephen. Good evening, Stephen. Yeah, I know lots of you Here we go. How you doing, Steve? Um, uh, um, I'm running low on money. And um, I get a food voucher today. Oh, um, don't know what a food voucher right? is. Oh, it's, uh, you go, uh, you take it to a food bank. Okay, right. But, but the problem is, I live in a way up in the northeast, a way up in the County Fells, and it's a way down the other end of the town. I've got to go to, Gosh. and I've got to walk. Okay. I've, I've got no money. Right. How uh, far? How far is it? <laughs> oh, it's. Uh, going on for seven, eight miles. Jeez. But, uh, yeah. Gosh. So, you hey, know, what are you going to do? Uh, um, well, I've got to eat, you know. Yeah. Um, I've got to keep my strength up. I've got to, I've got to keep this, this, um, <clears throat> this health thing going, you know. Yeah. Um, I know I've called in a lot lately. You might be getting a bit bored, mate. So, if you, I like you when you're, I like you when you're straight. I don't like you when you're high. Aye. Yeah. Uh, I'm, like, I'm like happy people see drunks. Uh, uh, it's, point, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time talking to someone who's completely off their face because they don't remember uh, it. And, and uh, um, it, it gets no one nowhere fast. <laughs> uh, but how are you doing all right? I'm, I'm fine. I've got a cup of coffee. So Beautiful. Um, I should help yeah, get to sleep. Fix there we go. That'll do it. All right, Stephen. Listen, thank you very much indeed. Did we do the quarter past break? We did it. Jeez. Let's go to Alistair. Good evening, Alistair. Oh, evening, Ian. Evening, Kath. Evening, yes. Alistair. Um, I was so um, 
upset by the fact that you've been upset by what happened. So I'm just ringing to say, straight, stay strong, brother. You know. I think I may have just took myself out of a job, to be honest, Alice. I think um, I might have just took myself out of a job. But there you go. Sometimes you have yeah. to say these things. I mean, when when you were talking specifically about, um, you know, I mean, the disease that, you know, addiction is, you know, it took me back to the last few weeks when I was drinking. The last, I guess, 10, 14 days, I just wanted to die. Yeah. I just wanted to die. I'd, I was actually sick of drinking, but had to get a drink. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Stop. Couldn't stop. And um, that's why I took a knife out in front of a policeman in the early morning to walk up to the graveyard and try and damage yourself, which is that led to the uh, the six month imprisonment, you know, um, suspended. I don't think you've um, ever told me that in such detail before, and I re I really appreciate you uh, yeah sharing that now, mate. Thank you. Yeah, and um, that shows how desperate we get and how insane we get. Absolutely, and I think uh, I'll talk in generalities. Okay, I think some people just don't get it. And it's the same people, I think, that have been encouraged by the current level of toxicity around at the moment. And I wish that people would start to actually just think about things a bit deeper mm. and just really think, what am I doing now? What am I going to do next? Is that going to make someone happier? Or is it going to make someone not so happy and i just wish that people would be more thoughtful and i don't know why they can't be there's no reason why they can't be other than to other than be um wrapped up in themselves and uh you know i'm, I'm hoping that you're okay man because i love you and i love Captain. hey listen alistair i am Fine. I lost my temper, and I shouldn't have lost my temper. That's never a great, uh, a, a great trait. And I am thinking I may literally have just talked myself out of a job. But these things happen, man. These things happen. These things happen. And um, I'm not going to pick up a drink or a drug on the back of it. No. What's the point of that? How's that going to help? No. And we're going to have a fun old show tonight. Okay. Right. Well, I saw a great film today. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. What did you see? Well, I, I don't hope that you may have seen it, you guys. Um, oh, what's the name of it? Oh, no. Um, the one about Bruce Springsteen songs. I didn't like it. You didn't like the it? The one about the, the cop and the funeral? No, 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 no the... not Thunder Road. Oh, which one, then? Oh, what is it? Um, it's about the, 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 the real-life... Um, Oh, uh, I know. It's, I know the um, East is East director. No, no, no. She directed yeah. it. Yeah. I can't think of what it's yeah. called. Blinded by the light. There we go. Yeah. Blinded by the light. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And I thought, this is great, but also, well, you know, there's. Did, did, have you both seen it? Or? No, no, I haven't seen it. Catherine, no? no, I haven't. But I've worked with Safraz Manzor, who wrote it, and um, yeah. his love of Bruce Springsteen is legend. <laughs> I did wonder if you were at. Manchester when he was because he went to Manchester University. No, I only met him because he was a Luton boy and he came and did some work at Three Counties for a while. Oh, yeah. well, 
obviously he comes across as a really nice guy in the film. Uh, but growing up, he talks, well, obviously in his book, which the film is based on, um, it, it talks about a lot of the racism that was around then, the National Fronts that were kind of around and marching through Luton, which is where he grew up and everything. Um, but there were some really nice bits in it about um, Springsteen and uh, his music and how that he takes that and it inspires him kind of to get where he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, I enjoyed it, but... Um, yeah, so, um, uh, you know, the film reviews will still come thick and fast. I'm not <laughs> going to do anything to myself. <laughs> Alistair, it's nice to talk to you, mate. Thank you very much. And it's um, thank you for sharing that personal little bit of... Uh of your war story, your war story. I didn't, I didn't know that was that was quite what had happened. And um, and there you go. That's that's the insanity that addiction takes us to. In, insane, and uh, to us, it's normal behaviour. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Sounds like Blondie. This music. It does a bit. A bit like Blondie. Who, which is who I wrote it for. Uh, you had her in mind, did you? I had her in mind. 0344 499 is the telephone number. These are uncertain times in the world, and for me personally and professionally, and all of those kind of things. And there's, you know, there's stuff I can say and stuff I can't say. What I can say is, I think I, think I can say this, because we talk a lot about mental health and um, depression and anxiety. And I'm struggling to find the joy in the radio show at the moment. Something I'm, I'm so proud of this thing that me and Catherine have created. With help from Sam and with help from Amy, we have created this thing, right? This thing. And, and you know, we're up for, for two awards because we've created such a, 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 a generally a friendly place that someone who was at their lowest ebb, who was dying, chose us to speak to to say, I might have made a mistake here. <laughs> he did die. He brought, brought back to life, but he did die. And when he got to hospital and they had to put him in a life support machine and bring him back to life. And as far as I know, he's still alive. not spoken to him for, 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 for a while. Um, and I'm so proud of this show. I'm so proud of this show, man. This is the show I always wanted to do. This is it. This is it. Right? And just recently, the last, this year, this year, I've, I've struggled to, to have the joy for it. I, 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 and as it, the day gets closer to me coming into work, I get a knot in my stomach. A knot, stomachache. Remember when I thought I had bowel cancer? And it turned out it was stress. It was stress because of stuff that was going on um, elsewhere in my life. And, and I managed to work it out because when I was away from that situation, the stomach would go. And when I was thinking or going towards that situation, it got worse. And it's the same stomach uh, that I've had this year coming to work. Just this knot that's like, is my little alarm system going, saying, yes, yeah, something's not right, dude. Something is not right. And it's a very uncertain industry that we work in. You never know. It's an industry that is quite often fueled by numbers sometimes irrationally it's not fueled by numbers it can be fueled by egos or personalities or fashion or it can be all kinds of things there's no real apart from a few people there's no real formula as to how you keep a job in this industry right and um i'm 
really starting to think, maybe I need quite a bit of time off. Maybe I need quite a bit of time off uh, away from, hey, listen, I'm going to say this is stressful. I, I get, you know, if you're a nurse or if you're a bin man or if you're a firefighter, I, I get it. I get it. But but your example of stress doesn't necessarily invalidate um, my... Uh, Okay, good game. If you think you're in the right, Ian Lee, why are you going to issue and ask licking apologies to James Well? Your time at Talk Radio will soon be up because everyone is sick of your far left politics. Oh. This is what I got part with far left politics. Um, your, your stress does not invalidate the, the, the stress that, that, that I find from day to day. Um, and um, I'm going to call it now. I'm taking the next two days off. I'm calling that now in case if I'm not in tomorrow and people go, Ian's not in. What's happened? What's, I'm, I'm calling now. I'm taking the next two days off, right? Because I just need to play video games. I need to meditate. I need to ride my scooter. I need to walk in the fresh air. I need to see my kids. Really need to see my kids. Oh, God, I miss my boys so much at the moment. And um, I just need to totally recalibrate. So I'm calling it now. I'm having, uh, Thursday and Friday, I ain't in. Catherine, I'm hoping it's going to be you. We just don't know how things work these days. But I'm hoping it's going to be you. I hope you don't mind me doing that. You, no, you knew I was not. considering Friday. Listen, do what you need to do. Exactly. Um, and um, I just need to, I need to have a bath. I need to play some Call of Duty. I need to um, do some like silly streaming. I just need, I just need, I just need, I just need, I just need. I just need to kind of be out of this box just for a few days, right? And hopefully, and I'm sure I can, I know I can, reconnect with the passion that I have for this job and the passion that I have for radio. Because at the moment, I'm really, I'm not digging radio. As, as an industry, I think it's very toxic. I think it's very poisonous. I think there's some awful views, you know, that are being espoused that, 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 that get all kinds of claps and things like that. So I'm going to take the next two days off. Um, and fingers crossed I haven't talked myself out of a job. You never know. I might have done. Okay, that's the way it goes. Um, and uh, tonight we are going to have a fun show. We're going to have fun. Everyone's, Sam's feeling a bit uncomfortable. I'm feeling uncomfortable. Sa um, you're not Sam. What's your name? Sorry, lady. Catherine. That's it. She's a bit uncomfortable. But that's when magic happens. <laughs> that's, when, that's when the magic actually happens. Um, so... 0344 499 Let's go to Katie. Good evening, Katie. Um, That's you. I, I, I phoned up because I, like, I hadn't listened tonight and I, I phoned up without listening so I'm not sure like what's going on but I don't, just hearing that then I don't know if what I was going to say is like going to be appropriate because Everything wanted... anyone can say between now and one o'clock is appropriate. It's a bit... It's a bit heavy. I'm Beautiful. Tonight, you want to say? Like, you want to say some heavy? A anybody can phone up. I tell you what we'll do for the next hour. We're going to take calls straight to air. And um, Sam, you'd be very welcome to come and join us if you want. If you feel a bit uncomfortable after what's happened, you don't need to. I'm going to say. But anyone can phone up and say anything they want. All right? Yeah. So go on. Um. <clears throat> so I, I, I'll keep it brief. I'm not. I'm not going to go into details. But um, I'm having a lot of um, bad. Like, there's, there's, so I'm going through a situation with my baby's dad at the minute. Oh, go on. Um, where he's, he's going to prison, basically. 
um, oh. because things that have happened and to me. And um, I'm just wondering when it gets better. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. You've had nothing. What have you, you've got nothing to be sorry about. What, what, uh, so he's going to prison. Yeah. Um. So what are the consequences of that for you? Because uh, I don't know the situation, right? So tell me, why is that Why is that bad? Um, I think it's more the, the, the emotional side that comes with it. Go on. Um, like, cause we, were, we were together for like three years. It's not that long, but we had a baby together and we went through some really bad, bad yeah. times. You can still hear Sam moving the microphone. It's going to be a little bit noisy. There's no way around it. I apologise. He's got it. Go on. Go on. Sorry, Katie. Um, yeah, so I think it's more just... It's a bit of an emotional roller coaster, really. Um, does, it make, does him being in prison make you and your baby safer? Yeah. It just... It's, some days are a lot easier than others to deal with. Um... And he's not actually he's not actually away yet. He, he's he's um he's he's got caught. I don't even know when court is. The police have been really bad keeping me updated with everything. In terms, so he's going to go to court for sentencing. Yeah. So he's been found guilty. So he's well. I'm not even sure. All right. Well, then we then let's not dwell on that any further because I don't want to yeah. get in trouble about that. Let's talk yeah. about how how uh, an ex partner being away could impact on you and what and, and, and if there's any way we can kind of twist it around so if, if if someone like that does go to prison that and that makes your baby safer yeah that's got to be the i would i would imagine that is the main point it isn't is, it it is yeah it is it, it, it is and um, that it is the main thing and and i know that logically in the logical brain i know that i feel like and some days, most days, since since everything that's gone on, I've been all right, and I can stay logical, and I can, like, I can I can get through the day, and I've I've got goals and stuff, whatever. But some days, it's just. Are you still in love with him? No, that's the thing. I'm not. Oh, there we go. Okay, well, that's that make that <laughs> makes it easier. It's all relative, yeah. but but that's one th- th- that's one significant complication that you don't have. Yeah. It's just more Stockholm Syndrome, I think, more than anything. Oh, mate. Right. It's more like when you've got this deep, like, I don't even want to say loyalty because that's like a positive word. Let me, let, me like, tell, let me tell you something. No, Catherine, you go first. You're gonna, I, you're I'm imagining... I'm imagining all kinds of scenarios, but I'm also imagining what you're talking about is having kind of, in order to survive, getting used to a certain way of living and a certain way of coping with it. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Katie. You are an inspiration, right? You are, an, and I, I don't say this lightly, and I don't say this in a patronising way. You have inspired me, right? You've had issues with drugs, and you've been working on that. You've got a baby who loves you and who you love, and there have been issues around that, and you have totally worked on that. And from our brief phone calls, not so brief sometimes, I get, I know that you are the best mum to that baby, not baby now, but the best mum to that child that you could possibly be at this precise moment in time. You could not right now be any better as a mum than you are now. Your life has been a mess and has been a car crash. Partly, 
it's partly some of it's been your doing in terms of the mm -hmm. you know the the, the 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 drugs and all of that but yeah. also it sounds with your your ex and with you know there's been a lot of stuff out of your control as well right yeah. you deserve the very very best that you can get both you and your baby deserve the very very best that you can get and if you keep going in the direction that me and Catherine and Sam have heard you going mm -hmm. I guarantee that your baby is going to love you so much they love you now but they're going to love you so much and at some point for a lot of their life they're not going to appreciate what you're doing mm. at some point they're going to appreciate it and they're going to go oh man I've, I finally worked out just exactly how much effort mum put in to bringing me up yeah you're a brilliant person katie you deserve to be happy you deserve to be loved and you are loved by your child and who knows at some point in your life you might be loved by a partner i don't know that may not happen it's not everyone's journey but yes. you deserve to be loved you are precious priceless and valuable thank you and i mean that yeah, Catherine, you were going to say something um i um, I've been doing a little bit of reading around this kind of stuff and again because you've not been specific I'm not going to jump to any conclusions as to what exactly has been going on but what I'm hearing is that you've come through quite a really difficult relationship right that's yeah. kind of pushed you into unhealthy coping mechanisms mm -hmm. really really common for women to get in to, to harm themselves with drink and drugs as a way to sort of cope with the everyday horror of yeah. what they're living with right so obviously you know there's no judgment in this show for that um, I'm just wondering whether if you talk to like an organisation like, I don't know, um, uh, like Refuge, they have like a 24-hour helpline and they might be able to get you some, I don't know, talking therapy or something because it's now kind of, you're rebuilding, aren't you? And Yeah, and it's harder than, it's this, this part of it, it is harder yeah. than, it sounds mad, but it's harder than when stuff was actually really bad because at least then you knew what was going to happen i knew what was happening yeah, yeah. but it, now it's more like i feel a bit left in the lurch and right. i'm like okay so the bad stuff's over but like what now what, I, what do i do now i get it you feel like you're in free fall this yeah. organization is you know run specifically for people like you by people like you mm -hmm. and i think maybe getting in a situation i don't know how they can help but i'm, I'm pretty sure they're brilliant but maybe getting you, getting you in contact with people who are going through the same thing, it's like a sort of... You don't have to explain it to people that have experienced it too, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that yeah. might be helpful. So I was wondering, I don't know if you want this phone number, I can give you the phone number. Yeah, because I, I've not got any data or Wi-Fi or anything, but right. yeah, you could give me the number, that's yeah, great. Yeah, of course. All right, it's 0808 mm -hmm. 2000 yeah. 247. That's oh eight oh eight two thousand two four seven. And also, I wanted to say, but you by you talking and saying as much as you have, and I'm glad that you've not said anything you're not comfortable with. There'll yeah. be so many women and some men listening to this now, thinking, "Ah, I'm not on my own." And Katie, yeah. one more thing before you go. Would you mind if I just played you something? Um, it's going to sound really cheesy, but can I just play you a brief clip of something that just helps me out when I'm struggling? Yeah. Would you mind? No, yeah, go for it. Wow. I'm make you say oh, la, la. Does that help at all, Katie? Uh, that's literally sorting my life out, thank you. Katie, thank, thank you very much indeed. There you go. Best of luck. Sorry, gotta do a break. Someone just tweeted 
Rachel said, guys, it's been 40 minutes and I haven't heard French kisses. Have I got the right station? This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll take calls straight to air, I think, for the next 45 minutes at least, maybe a little bit longer. Sam, who answers the phones, is going to come in and join us when he's, um, uh, I was going to say when he's finished fiddling with his knobs, but that's such a 90s kind of, uh, Mike Mendoza used to call his tech op. His a knob twiddler. Knob, no, it was more, it, was, no, it wasn't knob, knob jockey. <gasps> no. Yeah, that was it, knob jockey, knob jockey, yeah, yeah. Um, Some comedy does not age well. <laughs> Mike Mendoza does not age well. I like Mike. I've not spoken to Mike Frazier. Sammy Bush Bushnell? Yeah. I'm not really seeing you. You because you were been away. Yeah, we were away <coughs> for a couple of weeks and then obviously there was Christmas and then since I've been back. Everything alright? Yeah. Except well oh. I got a um sixty quid phone bill today from what? a bit of an adventure that we had over Christmas. What did you do? So I know I told you the loose story about this yesterday. So um, went skiing with a couple of friends yeah. in Andorra. Um, one day we've gotten back, <clears throat> gone straight from the slopes and to have a couple of drinks. Um, so I had a couple, then got, went back, got changed, went out. By the time we come back, um, my mate Lee said that uh, he was missing his phone, couldn't find it. Yeah. So <coughs> first thing we did was that... Oh, um, so the other guy we were with, he phoned, trying to see if we could hear it in the place. Couldn't. Went on to find my iPhone and saw that it was either in our block or one <coughs> next door to us. Yeah. So, um, initially we've seen... So, I've then phoned it and someone's picked up. Can't understand what they're saying. So, we're assuming that someone's got his phone nearby. Yeah. <laughs> so, we saw outside a couple of people that were, like, on a phone. So, we've stopped... That look like criminals. Yeah, so we've stopped yep. people and said, oh, is, is this... The, am I talking to them that... Obviously nothing. Um, I've just I've then thought, okay, I can't understand this person on the phone. I'll go downstairs to the receptionist because I'm assuming they're speaking Spanish. Um, were you in Spain? We we're in Andorra. Is that is that they speak Spanish? They speak Spanish oh. and other languages. I'm taking your word for it, guys. <laughs> I'm taking it, we could be leading me a merry dance here. But yeah. So um, <clears throat> the receptionist has tried talking to the person on the other end of the phone. He can't understand what they're saying, and it. it he thinks he gathered from what they were saying that they they were talking Arabic, and so he's now on Google trying to do like Arabic to Spanish so he oh, knows okay, what they're saying. Getting, I'm getting slightly uncomfortable with the racial profiling of this. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, now. meanwhile, I'm looking at the hotels next to us to see sort of who's in and been knocking on doors saying, "Oh, have you got this phone? Have you got this phone?" Yada yada yada. Um, basically, trying that for about an hour. Oy. Absolutely nothing. Um, then I had the idea of FaceTiming it. Nothing. It didn't pick up. Why did you only have the idea of that? I don't know. An hour? I know. If only there was some way of making visual communication with this device. I mean, what? But, Listen, panic is a powerful thing. But yeah, that didn't that didn't pick up. And then so after about an hour, hour and a half of trying, um, we've given up, gone back to the room, and he's gone back on the laptop because you can you can um, like shut your phone down mm -hmm. on the computer. Wow. And then, it, but while he's doing that, he's um, he's spotted that you can basically press a button so it just turns your phone on, like, if it's on silent, it just turns it on to max volume and just makes it, make right. this beeping sound. Yeah. So we're in the hotel and we've pressed that and there's a beeping coming from um, the bathroom. Oh, back, you're kidding his, me. And he's, he's left it in his trouser pocket, right? So, yes, that's stupid, but we've looked at his phone and he's got the call logs of all the phone calls that I've had with him 
but I want to know who the hell was I speaking to? Well, were you speaking to people, or was it a recorded message? We're not sure. I think it. I think it was an actual person from the <laughs> kids. Kids. <laughs> it could have been. So you got a six pound bill because of that. Yeah. Which you're going to give to him, right? No. So he's pe- got to pay him back. So he's going to pay is you. It that. A sixty pound yeah. bill talking to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But like, I just want to know who I was. Why was it connecting me? It was probably... It was his number. Well, I've just looked it up. Andorra, they speak Catalan primarily, which is a tricky language, and Spanish, and French, and Portuguese. So, I reckon it's Catalan. would have helped you. No, I can't speak Catalan. It was just a weird situation, because I have no idea who I was speaking to the entire time. It was his number, and his phone was saying that... You wouldn't have done this because you're a young man, but Cathy would have done this... Did you ever used to, when mum and dad were out, mm. or asleep, get, we had a little thin, with the phone books, we had a thinner blue book that had all the international dialing codes in. Right, yeah. And I would pick one <gasps> that spoke foreign. Wow. And I would f- dial the code, and then we'd just like dial numbers, and sometimes you get a doo, you get a dead thing, and you get, we'd just keep dialing until someone answered. No. You never did that? No, because I had like French <sighs> pen friends, and I had to... Um, basically begged to be able to ring them up and it would cost an absolute yeah. fortune. Oh, so I, I yeah. knew... You did it after six, obviously. Oh. Oh, so we'd do it on the old 0800 reverse. Sorry? So, you know, there's this number 0800 reverse, so the person picking up is the one that pays for the call. Reverse the charges? Yeah. yeah. And so we do that, we just phone random people and with that. <laughs> what? I didn't know random, uh, reverse charges was still a thing. No, I, well... Do they still get the thing where they go, um, hello, we've got a caller called Stephen on the line. Would you like to take the call reverse charges? Yeah, okay. Putting you through... Do, you, do they still do that? I don't think that's... No, I bet this was, what, 15 years ago. So I don't know if it's, it's still I wasn't. Thing. I wasn't born then. Hello, Line One, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Yep. Hello, um... um Long time listener, first time caller. Oh, for God's sakes, I'm gonna get my bell out. Hang on. My bad. Here it comes. There, there it go. is. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. uh, uh, with a bit of a twist, because I live in Oxfordshire, but I'm coming you from Melbourne. What the heck? This guy's insane! What's your name, my friend? Uh, Richard. Richard, what can we do for you on this wonderful evening, like morning, I suppose, in Melbourne? I don't know. Um, it's peeing down with rain in Melbourne, good. It's uh, good. Thursday morning. Good. Says you're right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to phone you for a long time, but I thought I would phone you now because I've actually come to Melbourne for my 50th birthday. Yeah. And also to do a stand-up comedy course next week. I've not done stand-up before, but I've decided at 50 to become a stand-up comic. Yes, mate. Well done. And so I've intentionally gone to the other side of the world where I don't know anybody, so I can die on stage and <laughs> not be recognised. I like your style. I like your style. So how long are you out there for? Uh, three and a half weeks. This is, I've been here a week and a half. I've got another two weeks and the course is all of next week, every evening. Brilliant. And uh, um, uh, do you have any material prepared or...? Um, I've got some material prepared, and I've, they've also sent me a load of pre-calls work that I wasn't expecting, so that's been quite challenging. S- sent you a load of what? Pre-calls work. Like oh, pre-calls work. Oh, my God. Who's taking the course? Yeah. Is anyone famous? Um, I think they're famous in Australia. A guy called Murray Morgan. M- Murray Morgan? No, Murray, M-O-R-R-Y. I know that name. It's the School of Hard Knocks 
Sorry, the School of Hard Knock Knocks comedy. School please. of Hard Knock Knocks. They, um, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. They do not have a page on Wikipedia. Okay. Okay, let's have a little look-see here. Uh, there we go. Um, I can't find him. Um, well, I wish you the very, very best of luck. Thank you. I wanted to mention one other thing before I guess that's okay. Yes, sir. I'm cool. Um, I'm, I've been following your show for the last two and a half, four years, and you share a lot of very personal stuff which I respect you for. I've been a Samaritan for the last 15 years. I know you do a lot of work thank with Samaritans. You. Yeah, thank you very much for that. I, I, I wanted to thank you for that and to also thank you for encouraging listeners to save Samaritans when, when they need us. Oh, I love it. You guys save you, not you personally, but you saved my life on at least two, at least three occasions. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, well, this is good. You can maybe slip a few jokes in to the suicidal people phoning up. That might, I don't know if that's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> could be worth a go. Possibly, possibly not. I think some callers would probably appreciate it. Hey, so, listen. Yeah, I'll have to do that. Thank you for the work you do, because um, genuinely, you've saved my life, uh, and I know that you've helped a lot of people. Best of luck with the stand-up comedy. Give us a call and let us know how it goes. I will. Thanks again, William. Thanks a lot. What a nice guy. Wowzers, wowzers. Uh, let's go to the line. We'll take a call straight to air for a bit. Line two, you're on the wireless. Yep, that's great. Thanks very much indeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Ah, dearie me, dearie me. You go on holiday all the time, Sam. You do the, like, last-minute thing, yeah. so you get flights for... How much was your flight to Andorra? Um, I, d I, I don't know, because th we did it through a package thing. Right. But I know that all in it, yeah, it wasn't an insane amount. Because don't, I don't have kids. I that helps. I can do it out of school term. Man, that, does, that really does help. Because I have one, one friend who gets really annoyed that we never invite him on holiday, cause, but he's a school teacher, and it's like, <laughs> unfortunately, we don't want to pay an extra 200 quid for the privilege of your company. Oh, uh, dearie me. Uh, we're going to take calls straight to air for a little bit, just to see, uh, just to see where we go, where we end up in these ever-changing world in which we live in. Um, I've got stuff to talk about. I'm sure you've got stuff to talk about. We'll just yeah. sit and we'll just chew the fat. Sam, you might want to move next door to get ready to uh, hit the buttons in a second. He does all the, all the, the button pressing that takes us into uh, the news and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, if you do want to give us a call, it's really, really simple. We're not going to call you back immediately, so um, we will take your call straight to air. 0344. 499-1000 is the telephone number, is the um, number to give us a call. You're very, very welcome to call that. And you can call about anything, right? You want to play a tape down the phone, do. I would test it to make sure that we can hear it. Speakerphone is not great for that. Um, if you want to phone up and talk about your mental health, your whatever, if you want to phone up and have a laugh, if you want to talk, what, we've got some stories, oh, uh, okay, there's some stories in the papers that we might go through as well. Very welcome, it's very chilled, very relaxed, we're all just kind of riding a nice, comfortable vibe here. I mean, it's a slightly weird atmosphere, you know, and I may have, I, oh, Kath, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? Um, that's the way it goes sometimes, isn't it? This is the Late Night Alternative. We are on every weeknight from 10 on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
Coles straight to air. And throw it away. Cause it's not a good day for a breakup. Little Jackie to Manny Coppola. 0344 is the telephone number. Calls straight to air. Don't swear, don't be libelous. And I've had to add this in the last 24 months. Don't be racist. There's a seven-second delay. Uh, so if you do say anything outrageous, I can dump it. If it's by accident, I might let you back on. If it's deliberate, then you are out of here. Catherine has gone off to um, get some refreshments. Uh, Sam is here. Hello. <laughs> there we go. It's nice to have you in. Thank you. Weird vibes. Weird vibes. Uh, and um, you've seen a couple of weird shows this week. I feel sorry. What, what are you, 26? 27. Hey, old, old man. Old man. I think. I'm, I'm starting to get to the age now where you, you just forget. Shut <laughs> up. I'm going to be 47 in June. So I'm just kind of practicing saying nearly 50 because it's the <laughs> right. next big one. Yeah. 50. 50. Imagine. Imagine you at 27, right? Yeah. Thinking about being 50. That's insane. I was 27 once and now I'm nearly 50. What has happened? I want to apologise to you because I've done, we've had a couple of weird shows this week, and you see it, and you sit behind the glass, and it might be—I'm guessing it might be uncomfortable at times for you. So I'm sorry. You're one of the good guys. Um, I'm probably not going to go to the award ceremony that we are uh, nominated for. I'll go for you. You <laughs> do it, do it. If we did go, you would be mentioned in the speech. You and Amy would be—you you are part of the team, and you don't get. The kudos. Uh, we got some calls. I suppose we should take them. Why am I always tempted by the ones that have got a do not let on the air? <laughs> I'm always tempted and I always regret it. Yes, line four, you're on the wireless. Am I? Well done. Paul, listen, get, get, it's not. Paul, I, I think go, sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and we will yeah. speak at a later date, okay? It's a little bit frantic tonight, my friend. Is it? It is a little bit, Paul. You go and relax. I um, Yes, I get that now, of course. Let's go to line three. Three, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. It's Bill. Hello, Bill. It's uh, You're talking to me and you're talking to Sam. How you doing, lads? You okay? Oh, it's Bill. Well, now, Bill is... W w w I'm not going to ask him to do it, but you may remember, Sam. Bill, you would phone up and sing his calls to I us. I would, yeah, I would. I'm, I'm semi-retired now. I listen every night. I just don't call in. Okay, you did something that I never want any of my callers to ever do. I hate it. I hate it. What? But you did it, and I just have to live with that. You sent me a picture of your face. <laughs> no, I never. Yes, you did. Really? Did you not? No. Why not have been his face? Oh, in that... <laughs> Oh, in that case, someone pretending to be you sent a picture of your of their face pretending to be you. Mm, what what forum was that on? Because I don't really on, on Instagram. Instagram. What was it like? Uh, a message or just a face? It was a it was a message saying, um, "Here's a picture of me." Can't find it now. Maybe it didn't happen. Maybe it was just a dream. What was, what was Hang on. Well, let me just ask. Let me just ask the direct question. Did you send me a picture of your face on Instagram? 
No. Well, then that's the end of that, then. <laughs> Instead of... That's the well, end of no, that. No, it's just creepy. It's just creepy. Well, well, did you do it or not? No, I didn't. I'm, I'm trying to work out then, who's pretending to be me. Well, you'll I'm never guess famous. it. You'll, nev you'll never guess what happened next, oh, no. lol. Go on, then. Well, no, nothing happened. It, do it doesn't matter, Bill. Mike, let's move on. What have you got for us tonight? Well, I just thought I'd phone up, uh, catch your wife's hot, you know, as you're saying. And, um, I think just keep your head up, mate. Keep your head up. Oh. You've, you've, you've done a great thing here. Thank you, mate. Thank and, you. And, um, I'm, I'm going to have to jump on the old, uh, Twitch and stuff like that, I think. Get on Twitch, brother. Get on Twitch. It's all happening on there. As well as listening only, to us on Talk Radio. You. Thank you very much. There's some good oh, stuff yeah, I was watching a really nice guy whose name escapes me, but I'll, I'll remember it. He just plays old Commodore 64 games. Boom. I mean, I could watch that for hours, and I do. Oh, Ian. Hello. I just realised who it is. I, I messaged you, yeah, on, I DM'd you on Insta, but I didn't, it was, that, that was only my profile picture. That's right. it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> When I asked you, had you messaged me on Insta and sent me a picture of your face and you said no, no. that was a lie? Yeah, to be honest, Ian, I've been clean off for drugs for two years, but I think it's just damaged me. So you did send me a, a picture, you did contact me on Insta and send yes, me yes, a picture yes. of your face? No, it was my profile picture. Yeah, and is, is your profile picture... I was, in a, I was in a suit, I was looking good, man. Right, so is your profile picture... <laughs> A picture of... Does it have your face in it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> let's, have a, let's have a look. Hang on, I've got to find so it. So what happened, Bill? Were you just I... feeling cute and thought it might delete it later? <laughs> hang on, no, hang on, hang on, because no, I, don't, I can't find it. Can you send it again? Because I think... Uh... No, it wasn't a picture. It was It was a message. That's all yeah. it was. I didn't send it. But a... your picture... It comes up, obviously. You know, classic duck face. <laughs> no. Why did you do that? Because I can't find it now. I... What's your name? Oh, it would have been... Bill. Bill, that's it. <laughs> is Bill your real yeah. name? Yeah. Or is it Billiam or something? I can't, fi I can't find it, Billiam. Oh, I'm I might Billiam. Have I might have blocked you. Because <laughs> <I was laughs> he thought it was a creepy Billy. message. <laughs> I might have it wasn't creepy. <laughs> when uh, a man sends his profile photo and nothing else, it's a little bit creepy. <laughs> no, there was a message, Catherine. That's not what he's telling you. If it was just a picture, <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> It was, it was like a nice message. It was How like, are you, getting, Ian, like why are you getting angry with me when you're the one that's been lying for the last five minutes about ever contacting me? <laughs> because you're being mean to me, Ian. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'll be into you in a minute, boy. Um, yeah. No, I don't mean like that. I don't even know what that means. Um, I think Hashtag I... me too. <laughs> I, think, I think I blocked you, mate. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. I, I, no, literally, it was, it was a message. It was just saying, oh, I've listened to you for years. Here's a um, picture to the face or whatever. There you go! <laughs> so he actually did do the thing that I asked him if he did and he denied! <laughs> it was a message, but what I'm saying is, you're, you're not making... What, what it is, what? is obviously, if you message someone, the, the profile picture... Yeah, but you, the, you've gone even further. You said corner. in the text, here is a picture to the voice. So, yeah, you would, you would... Oh, yeah, 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 see? But you're making it sound like I'm sending you, like, the kind of pictures you were sending. Uh, <laughs> I'm not! I'm not! I'm saying... I'm not! There's no joke about that. I'm saying it was... You sent a picture of your face! 
Yeah, but you're, you're wording it in such a weird way. I'm not! I'm saying a picture of your face! What is word about that weird, weird about that you wording? Must, you, you must drive your kids around the twist. I'll drive you around the twist in a minute. Hashtag me too. Thank you very much indeed. Oh. There we go. We got there. We got the punchline in the end. As you can call it that. Yeah, he sent me. I can't find it though. So I've, I've obviously. What do you look like? Bloke in a suit. He look. Like he's blonde. No. Yeah, he's blonde. Has he got a tash? Yeah. Has he? He's got like sort of something going on there. Oh. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Mm, has Alex... he got lots of hair, or has he got like a? Yeah, he's Statham. got quite a bit of hair. Alex has just um, done t- tweeted some interesting stats. Talk radio tweets and retweets about their own shows in the past seven days. Gosh. Mm. Um, we came bottom with one. <laughs> Beneath James Max and Christopher Fast. Right, let's go to line two. You're on the wireless. Hello, line two. <laughs> Official Big Top 40. This is hard. 33. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to... I can understand a word How do you know so much about swallows? <laughs> Let's go to line six. You're on the wireless. Do you like reggae music? Uh, no, I can't stand it. Yeah, you're on. Do you like shoes? Um, I, 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 can't, I can't make my mind up. I, t- I'm, I tend to flip-flop. <laughs> yeah, so what shoes do you like? Well, I don't really like any of them. I, get, I, I tolerate them. Right. You're saying, you're saying. Oh, I do like Clark Shoes, everybody and I like reggae songs everybody about Clark Shoes. Everybody has to ask where you what I really like is really muffled reggae songs about shoes. Toothbrush, get out the dust bath. Everybody has to ask when you get your clocks. Everybody has to ask when you get your clocks. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good song, uh, but it, it was so hard. I don't think it'll get to number one, though. No, 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 no. You know it's a real song. Is it? Oh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please, let me present, I believe he's in prison for murder, it's Vibes Cartel, and his song, Clark's Shoes. Yeah, I know, at school, but tell me something. How will you get the new Clark's the daddy? Which color that? Daddy no party. And you alone have the style the daddy. Me think the England have no vibe it's a song about Clark's shoes, guys. Written by someone who's in prison for murder. It may be dead, actually, by Real bad man, no muggle in a shot. Straight jeans, cut off foot pants. Everybody off the arms when we get my clocks. Everybody off the arms when we get my clocks. It's a song about Clark's shoes. Clark's shoe shops is the one you always walk past, isn't mm. it, in the high street? Yeah. When you're an adult, they don't give you that extra thumbs width, do they? Mm, mm, At the end. Mm, I, I think your feet will have stopped growing by now. Probably, but I it's... Think your feet yeah, will you're have right, you're growing. right. Let's you're go right. to line seven. Seven, you're on the wireless. We're down the hatch, and this is the place for UK fans of Lost to get a blow-by-blow account of the very latest Channel 4 and Channel? Channel 4? Delve into the mystery of the Lost Island 
Analyse the latest storylines and try to work out what the heck is actually going on. First ever podcast about a TV show to go alongside a TV show to be made by the channel. Wow. Ever. Blimey. Got that job. Do you, know, do you know how I was approached to do that job? Didn't you offer? No. Go on then. MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Someone, a guy called Colin, got in touch on MySpace. Said, Ian, I've heard you're a big Lost fan. Um, we're putting together a podcast. Would you be up for doing it? Yeah, sure. Fine. I had a MySpace for my BBC show that I used to do, Three Counties, right? And um, I used to find loads of really interesting guests on there because yeah. they're all on a lot there. Of people, interesting people on there. Yeah, and people sort of are all trying to, you know, sell sell an act or whatever it might be, right? And uh, I remember one of the bosses coming up to me and went, "Yeah, listen, mate, um, I see what you're doing, obviously, but a lot of people in the office think you're just messing about on the internet." Fast forward ten years' time, they're forcing us to put things on Facebook all the time. You know, it's mm -hmm. like it was the future, guys. Yeah, people didn't know. Let's do a couple more, then we'll take a break. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hi, Ian. Hello, line one. Hi, Kath. Hello. Uh, Up your sound. One kind personal get... first time caller. Get Jeez. that bell out. No, I'm this is right, this is it. But do you know what? Just leave it out. No, I don't know why you keep no. putting it away. To keep it safe. This is the last time. No, you've called in before. No, I've dialed. I haven't phoned before. You I haven't actually spoken to you. How come your name's on my screen? Uh, I dialed last night. You didn't come I on. Did. All right, I'm going to give you the bell. I get stage fright. Oh, tell me about it. Uh, a great album by the band. Uh, here's, I'm going to ring the bell, and then I'm never doing the bell for a long time listening to the first time caller ever again. That, to quote, to steal some patter, that patter is dead. This is it. The last... So say the line, Andrew, and this is the last time the bell ever gets rung. Long time listener, first time caller. So it was just when you're saying about Clark's shoes. Yeah. Clark's shoes are the best in the world. Sorry? Clark's shoes are the best in the is world. Your, is your last name Clark's? Uh, is this Andrew Clark's? No, but the, but the best shoes... Who, what, what person over the age of 11, when their mum stops buying them shoes for them, where's Clark's? Oh my days. I get mine from office. Oh. <laughs> That's I? more of a fashion oh, shoe. Um, uh, They're good shoes, man. I, oh, I tell you what, my. Um, I'm working on a. Hang on a second. Clark's? Shush, shush. I'm trying to write a joke. <laughs> I saw my friend, uh, my friend got sacked from his um, job uh, presenting a driving show mm. because he punched someone. Um, but uh, he got, he, he's got some nice new shoes. In fact, yeah, I saw, it, when I saw him, I went, oh, Jeremy Clark's on. He's got his shoe, nice Clark's on. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. That's the response we wanted. One more call and then it's breaky breaks. <laughs> it's line, don't sigh. Line seven, you're on the wireless. Oh, hello. Um, it, it's Liam from Brighton. Hello, Liam from Brighton. Yeah. Someone I've had the pleasure of shaking the hand of several times. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, oh, the pleasure was mine. How's it going? Terribly. <laughs> Absolutely terribly. Yeah. Oh, I was listening. That's why I phoned, I phoned in. I haven't phoned for a while, but I just thought I'd you know, phone and, and say hello. Hey, man. How's things going for you? Mm, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Okay. I suppose. Yeah, it's it. Everything just seems to be bumbling along, doesn't it? Bum. Yeah, bumbling at the best of times. 
How's Kath? Is Kath okay? I'm going to ask her. Kath, how are you? Are you okay? I've not I... finished asking. Mm-mm. How are you? Are you okay? Yeah. She's not. I am. She's not. I am. She's putting on a brave face. Mm. <laughs> she's putting on a brave yeah, face. Yeah, and I think she's ja- January blues, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone seems to be sad and ill and poorly and, and stuff. But I don't know. I just wanted I'd phone him and say, hey, that was all. Hey, nice one, you. Liam. You're a good man, and it's, it's, it's nice to hear you, and I, I look forward to the next time we meet, brother. Oh, yeah, definitely you are. If you do a show again in Brighton, I'll... I'll We're doing one in the summer at some point, but a different venue. I'll I'll dig it out and I'll mention I'll I'll let you know. Nice to speak to you, man. Take care, Liam. Yeah, God bless. Thank you. I'm Ian Lee. This is Catherine Ball, the Late Night Alternative Week Nights from 10 on Talk Radio. (gasps) Too slow. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Boom, 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 boom. Blondie, blondie, blondie. Sounds like a travel show. To play the music, Sam. Can you? Do you have? Sorry, sorry. We've made life difficult for the boy, but because uh, you're right, it does. Tonight on a place in the sun, we're going to be looking at Gibraltar, not just for monkeys. And I'll be looking at theme parks. Where's the best place in America to take the little ones? And out of term time, where can you get away from it all without those pesky kids? And now that we're leaving Europe, where exactly is the best place to stash a corpse? All this and more coming up on A Place in the Sun. We can do it. We can do it, guys. We got it. Clip that. Send that to uh, buttons one, two, three, four, and five on the TV. Mm-hmm. Don't know any of the other channels. Um, and let's get let's get a job. <laughs> let's get a job. Doing Tell cha- them we're ready. <laughs> Tell them we're ready. Call straight to air. That's just the way we roll. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Oh, Ian, I just want to tell Kath that I was, I was looking like a buff thing in that picture in, in my Instagram thing. You know? Send me the picture again because I can't find it. I would really like to see it. I found it. It was a really nice message. I was, I was, t- I even mentioned Kat in it. Oh. Well, send it again because. Hang on a minute. You, you're not Turtlehead Isaac, are you? God. Turtlehead Isaac. Who's that? Sounds like a very interesting gentleman. It's a guy who sent me a picture with a snake around his neck. That's not. You've not got. You've not got a snake around your neck. I hate snakes. Okay. Well, I'm, that doesn't preclude you from having one around your neck. What? What's your well, name on Instagram? Started, it was black. It was. It was black and white. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. That's a good thing about my baby. It don't matter. Uh, what? <laughs> what is your name on Instagram? Oh, I, I don't want to bait myself up, though. I don't want people requesting. Bait myself can up. I, can I... Still, send me one now, then. Um, Come on. Most right, people listening boy, to this are not Billy. fast typers. Billy boy. Billy boy. Billy boy. Billy boy. What? Yeah. Billy boy. Bum bum. I'm not telling you my second name. Well, then how are we going to... I haven't got the message. Is it a number? Billy Boy 69 No, 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 no. It's just that and then my second name, but it's... it's um... right. Ah, is your second name... Does your second name begin with a J? No. Oh, there is a Billy Boy 69 mm, Of course there is. Um, just That's send not us... me, though. I don't... All right. Just send us... Is your surname, baby? And how, you, how can you tell I'm blown? Because you what? sent me a picture. I mean, blown? No, but it's in black and white, and I'm in a suit. And well, I you had light it. hair. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, mm. I, it's, it's brown. It's kind of like Is brown. it begin with a C? Well, my name, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, got, you got a beard? Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Show there me, he is. Show me, show me. There he is. 
There he what is. Do you think, Catherine? Would, would you? He's baldy. He's a baldy. He's a baldy. Oh, look at that. You look like I you could, um, you look like, you look like a hipster. Here's my problem um, with that picture. That is a big beard. Is that a big beard or is that just a shady chin? Or is that a small head? Nah, it's my beard. Here's, mm -hmm. the, here's, the, here's my problem with that picture and a lot of pictures that you people take, right? You're taking mm -hmm. a selfie, yeah? Mm -hmm. So why are you doing it in a mirror when phones can take selfies very... Oh, so for many the lighting. Sometimes so you So many people lighting. take selfies now still in the mirror. I'm thinking, well, you... There's a... There's a... You just, you just hold the phone and take a picture. He's trying to get his suit in. He's... Come on, give, give the buyer a break. Ian. Hello, mate. I'm not bald in that picture. I've got like a... I've got a ponytail. I've just got... Like, my oh, hairline's yeah, kind of high. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he has. You've done that thing where you sort of grade the shave. Uh, I'm going to follow you. But just, oh yeah, you're more than welcome to. I've got some good stuff on there. But, um, <laughs> Why is it private? Is it rude? <laughs> Every, here's the thing about Instagram. So many people, when they follow me or do a comment, the same with Twitter, if it's someone I don't know, I'll just have a cl click to yeah, see if same. I can find them out. Nearly all of the Insta accounts are private. Sam, you're young. Sorry, Catherine, you're old. What? Sam, you're young. What is that about? I don't know. Instagram's the one thing I don't do. Okay. I think okay, it's a little thanks, bit. Right, I, I don't know. I think it's a little bit rude. If you want to follow, look at my pictures, why can't I see yours? Show me mine, and I'll show you yours. Mm -hmm. uh, Bill, I'm going to cut you off, mate. All right, then. there we go. Let's go to line nine. Lots of calls tonight. Line nine, you're on the wireless. Hello. Hello. Hello, Yen. Ah, uh, it's Daniel. I'm, I'm going to say this: our most controversial caller. Uh, do you know what what does it mean in in French? In in what does in mean in French? In 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 line with 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 an H. Yes, I know what H. it means. But in doesn't know. Lane. In. in 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 in. I don't know. Do I need to know? Will it change my life if I know? Yes, it's with an H. It's a very popular word in English with an H. What, hen? No. Hen. I don't know what we said. I don't, Sam, do you know? Have I missed no, something? No, H-A-I-N-E. Hain. In fact... Lucane. Well, almost. N. It's, it's pronounced... I don't know what you're talking about. It it's you French what, instead for... Of, instead of doing that really horrible <laughs> teaching thing where you're trying to get me to work it Just out... Say, I'm about to tell you and you're interrupting. I'm not going to tell you now. Oh, you're such a... <laughs> Hatred. Ah, well, that's, that's, that fits, Daniel, because you are one of my favourite callers, but also one of my most hated callers by the listeners. Oh. We get more complaints about you than last any... Time, last time I didn't explain well the, the, the idea about the drones. But you did explain it at length. <laughs> because Kate asked why... Kate? Why using the, the cars to, to charge the drones? Like, why not going directly? The thing is, you mm -hmm. don't need... To use a dedicated car to go from A to B. No, it was like alighting on people's cars. All right. As they well, went. listen. Let's see if you've explained it well. Um, because Sam was. I tell you what. Sam wasn't here when we took that ah, call. Ah, tell Sam about right. it. Right. So you explain it to Sam, and then Sam is going to explain it to us. Okay. Sam looked genuinely peed off. Then. He, like, <laughs> look, he gave me a look as if to say, I, I'm not getting paid enough. I wasn't the first time. I was sort of glad. <laughs> right. Amy had to put up with this. Right. So Daniel, explain it to Sam. Right. And then Sam's going to explain it back to us. Okay. Hit me. Okay, okay. So, uh, you have a parcel that wants to go from A to B. Wait a minute. Uh, Why did we start with N? Why did you want everyone to know that word? 
That's the name of the company. Oh, <laughs> because Yen is a bit like Aim, isn't it? Like fair point. Carry on. Uh, okay, so you want to a parcel to go from A to B. Imagine A is London and B is Manchester. Okay. So you can have like hop. You know the word in English hop. H O P. Yes. You can go from hop to hop, uh, like ten hops. From A to B, you go from ten hops. So the car goes, the, the, the drone puts the parcel on the top of the car. First time, first time okay. mentioned and the, the drone can also charge on the top of the car. And so the car, imagine you want to go to, the parcel is to go to Manchester. You hop pick there. one yeah. car in a traffic light that goes to Trafalgar Square. In Trafalgar Square, the parcel is moved to another car that goes to um, Hull or barking or something, and uh, then another car will take the parcel. So it, it, it finds the, the best route, and it uses the cars that are moving, and the, the drones are just charging on the top of the car and putting parcels on the top of the car. So you can go to the, the nearest traffic light, you put the parcel a machine, puts it in the drone, and the drone puts it in the cars. Okay, so Sam, can you explain how hop works basically it is like a very roundabout way of using a postman yeah daniel is he uh, right the thing is the top of the cars would be used to charge the drones and also to to deliver parcels to, an, to other i'm surprised cars. at how few times you actually mentioned drones in that considering it was primarily about drones last time you spoke to us Yes, the thing is, the drones don't have to go all the route in a dedicated service. They can use the, the, the different cars. They can, they can piggyback a ride on an Uber. I'm surprised Daniel's not a multi-millionaire. I am too. Daniel, thanks for sharing your wisdom. Thank you. There we go. Uh, <coughs> have you got it now, Sam? No, sorry. Okay, you're not trying I guess I'm just hard done. enough. Mm. Line one, you're on the wireless. Yeah, hello. Hey, man. Hello. How's it, going? How's it going? What are you doing up so late? What are you doing up so late? Why can't I be up late? Well, I'm not your parents. What business is it of yours, sir? <laughs> I'm not your parents, but as a as a concerned as a parent, eleven thirty for a thirteen year old is feels late to me, particularly on a school night. Mm. It's okay, I've got a half day tomorrow anyway. Okay, that sounds like um, bullshine. What can we do for you in this brief phone call? I just wanted to share a story I read about like two years ago. Okay, why are you so only telling us now? It's not that good of a story, obviously. I've just remembered about it. Okay, it's like that line, why... What, what, what are you laughing at me? Oh, no, no, I just remembered a joke someone told me a few, two years ago. So, basically, there's this guy who wanted to go into a zoo without paying so he does what any normal person does and scales the wall of course now when you say story did you mean joke no as in this actually happened you okay so he and his friend scaled a three meter wall to a zoo and when they reached the top they jumped in but then they landed in the tiger's enclosure of course they did and then the guy died because of the tiger, and the tiger also died as well, because they shot the tiger. Well, what a charming story. Thanks for hanging on two years to tell us that. 
<laughs> three meter wall on a zoo. That doesn't sound safe. Stuff and get over that. What is going on? We'll, we'll go for another five minutes. We'll put the, the break and the trail together. Line two, you're on the wireless. He always gave me the creeps. I know that was the idea, but he did. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. This really? What, uh, well, how would he know? He's 27 years old. He's heard of I it. only... Well, no, but the, um, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, I mean, they didn't... Sh that, that, that's probably not been shown since about 1984. But, but do you know why I know it? Because of Bugs Bunny. There was always like an Alfred Hitchcock... Pastiche. A great Kurt Vonnegut short story. Go on. These, this is a great story. Is it about a tiger in a wall? And it just reminds me because it's um, from Welcome to the Monkey House, which is his... Guys, if you want, you want some great short stories, Kurt Vonnegut, Welcome to the Monkey House. In fact, I'm going to read it tomorrow. That's what I'm going to do. That's going to re recalibrate me. Um, and the reason that I'm reminded of that is because they made like a sort of series of Welcome to the Monkey House in the 80s or 90s that was sort of like Alfred Hitchcock Presents and stuff. It wasn't very good. But the stories are great, okay? So, in the war... Which one? Doesn't matter. Let's say two. In War Two... They, um... Are you doing a marathon? Yeah. I just got this thing <laughs> in my head. Are you, doing, are you doing a marathon? Yeah, I'm doing Brighton. When's that? It's, it's the week before London. It's like the 20th of I just April. got that. I just got that. What? That's because we were watching My Psychic Life earlier on. Yeah, I just got that. You, you just taking sponsorship? Yeah. What are you doing? Well, hang on a minute. Before we... What, doing what you, it for Eleanor Hospice. It's a hospital that deals with it uh, for, for families who have terminal illnesses. I know what hospice is. Yeah, well, but it's for families that have terminal. Yeah. So the whole family. <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, I'm not. I'm not. Nah, not bothered. Wow. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> what's, the one, what's, what's the name of the hospice? Eleanor. E L L E N O R. Hang on a minute. How do we? How do we sponsor you? I'm going to sponsor you. Um. I, Here we go. Have you got a sheet? Or something? I'm retweeting. I'm going to. Re you don't mind if I retweet your thing, do you? Go nuts. Christmas is over. I'm running the Brighton Marathon in April. I'm raising money for Eleanor Hospice. Uh, but who's Kieran Allen? So he's the guy I'm running with, a friend of mine. So we're sponsoring him. So no, it's so, a scam. <laughs> it's a scam. Everyone, hold off. It's we had. So we had. We decided to because um, you had to make a cer certain amount of money to get in. We decided to do it between us. So you're running half the marathon. He's running the other half. <laughs> yeah, baton pass halfway through. Why no. did you choose that? If you don't mind me asking, if you don't want to say, you don't have to. Yeah, uh, because a friend of mine works for them and. Yeah, <laughs> that's ba that was basically it. Okay. We were we were, I was contemplating doing it, and then she just sort of just signed me up. All right, I'm, 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 I'm going in. I'm going in. I'll sponsor you. Why did yeah. you not... Why would you not... This, remember, there used to be a guy that Three Counties used to work with, Roberto, yes. who every year would, like, send a really aggressive email about that he was doing something and that we should all sponsor yeah, see, him. that's the thing. I've had people do that, and I don't like that. Yeah, but it was for his kid's school, wasn't it? Like, it was for his kid's school! So, like, I... I have been sending it out to people, but as in, I've been handpicking who I send it out, that I would, I would happily do the same for them. There you go. Right. Right. Hang on a minute, we're sponsoring, this is more important than, um, although I'm, we will get back to my Kurt Vonnegut story, because <laughs> it's a great one. Um, I nearly got to interview Kurt, Kurt Vonnegut, Kurt Vonnegut, could be careful how you say that. 
They're looking for a reason. Kurt Vonnegut is my favourite author, and I nearly interviewed him when I was at LBC. We, well, I nearly, <laughs> let me rephrase that. We didn't interview him, and I, we got in touch and said, I'd love to interview him, and his, his kind of like, I think his solicitor was representing him, came back and said, Kurt, very grateful, but he, he respectfully declines. He feels he said everything he has to say, and then he died a few months later. <sighs> love Kurt Vonnegut. Um, now, I don't know if I've just sponsored you or not. It's frozen. I've got a spinning wheel. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm not an IT technician. Right, okay. Well, wow, the attitude. Well, here's the thing. If I refresh and then sponsor again, you might have got double bubble. Well, I'm, it, I'm pretty sure there's a list on there of... Your message. Change your attitude, son. <laughs> 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 okay, change your attitude, son, and buck up your ideas. Continue. Uh, um, I could add gift aid, but I'm not going to. Oh, wow. What? All right, I'll add gift aid. Who hurt you? <laughs> um, all right, I'll add gift aid then if it makes you happy. Jeez. I was saying, wasn't he bragging the other day he's got a load of money saved up? Yeah. Yeah, for which I'm going to need from Monday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've donated with less fuss. Okay, Thank but probably you. with less numbers in it. <laughs> it's not about how much you give it literally is it's about how much you can afford it's literally about how much you give it it's for a hospice i have an amount that i need to make so it is about I've how much given you give you a fair whack all right well, hang on a minute i'm well, hoping you'll give I, me change i need to check now to see if kath has given more than me have you did you do it anonymously of course not. no i didn't yes yes, yes i won did you yes. do it anonymously? I didn't do it anonymously. Of course I'm I didn't do it anonymously. I'm going to go back in. I was going to say, let him beat you. Of course I didn't do it anonymously. I'm going back in. I want people to know how generous I am. <laughs> All right, that's me at the top. Oh, dear. That's me a at the top. Anyway, good luck, Sam. Thank you. Yeah, well done, me. I won. <laughs> oh. Tell them. Tell them. Tell everyone in that hospice I won. He needs a medal. <laughs> and one of those... Um, one of those tinfoil jackets. As soon as I finish, I'll, I'll come give you my medal. Just <laughs> say thanks. Uh, there we go. Um, oh, you yeah. do a lot of work for charity and you do like to talk about it. All the time! <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Right, retweeted. Right, so... Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10, Mondays to Friday. I'm here, that's now. Kath on Talk Radio. Oh, no. Run! 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 Take a tenner back. Late Night, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. We just retweeted Sam, so I don't really do retweets of people running, but it's Sam, I do it for mates, I do it for Sam, so if you want to, you know, get bung a few quick, you can, if you don't want to, that's all groovy, there's no, never any pressure here. Calls, it's quarter to twelve. Sigh. Uh, calls straight to air for the rest of the night. I think we'll do it for the rest of the night. I'm enjoying this kind of chilled, um, unplugged vibe yeah i'm reminded of um watching sandy wexler the adam sandler film and it's set in the 90s and he represents a singer um and she appears on mtv unplugged and they got the look of it just right it was uh it was it was uh it was very entertaining this weekend oh uncut oh no uncut gems doesn't come out for another week nine days i think that's the one i really want to see that's the one where he's apparently brilliant in it it's like a brilliant thriller Oh. So, like, genuinely... What, Adam Sandler? Yeah. It's like everyone's gone, oh, he can act. Have you seen it, Sam? Everyone's suddenly going, 
Oh my god, he can act. He was I think it was he was talking of him getting an Oscar for it or something. Wow, yeah. Oh, okay. It's supposed to be incredible. Well, it's possible, isn't it, for a comedian to do that transition? Jim Carrey. But also he can do I it. think he's I think he's great. Mm. I think a lot of his films are rubbish. They've not stood up. But I like his I, this is what I was trying to explain the other day. I like being in his company. And I'm quite happy to sit for 90 minutes in his company even if I don't really laugh because He's just ple he's, he's pleasant company. It's not what you always want from a film, but sometimes... Well, like the Tom Hanks effect. Less smug than Tom oh, Hanks. Oh, no. You can't be mean about Uncle Thomas Hanks. I think you can Well, I'm not being mean. I'm being honest. I just... You think Hanks knows he's doing it? Um, I... See, what I do is I've got a lot of... I, I did like Tom Hanks. I've got a lot of his DVDs, and I, I keep them in what I like to call the Hanks Banks. When was the last time you made a deposit? I got the terminal for Christmas on Blu-ray. So, so I've got the hands back, but I can't. I don't like using that too often. So, <laughs> but Adam Sandler, I just like being in his company. This is like a, this is like a, a guy. It's like an average everyday multi. So you know, ah, uh, what did you just say? An average multi-millionaire guy. <laughs> so I've not seen these. You know, there you coming. You coming in. What are you doing? What's he waiting for him to come in so he can start? And he's like, yeah, what? He's got what he wanted. Sorry. <laughs> Have you seen the Adam Sandler films Grown Ups and Grown Ups 2? Uh, yes. Right. That's not great. T I've not seen it. Tell me about it. Um, it's just about a gr group of mates who, um, years after school, their basketball coach dies as they all meet up for his funeral. And it's... It's, With hilarious consequences. Yeah, it's 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 one of those. It's not not really a lot happens, but the first one's brilliant. Like I I can be seeing it and just thinking, like most like most Adam Sandler films, it's it could be great. It could, it's probably going to be okay. First one's brilliant. Second one's trash. <laughs> right, but it's like it's they're just average Adam Sandler films. It's yes. got. In fact, do you know what? I'm looking at it. A picture of it. I, th I have seen it. I have seen right. it. I have seen it. It's got the Kevin, the, the larger gentleman who's in all of his films. I can't remember his name. And there's, there's David, I think that's David Spade. Anyway, so I have seen the first one. I don't know if I've seen the second one. Yeah, we'll just leave it there. Um, here we go. Right, let me read you this story. This story is brilliant. When most people went on the internet Monday, this is a couple of weeks ago, they weren't expecting to care about another grown-ups movie. People have been largely dismissive of the Grown Ups franchise, even right now when Adam Sandler is being embraced by journalists in a way he's never experienced. And even just now on Talk Radio. Uncut Gems. But in comes Tom Sharpling, host of The Best Show and writer-producer on comedy nerd-approved show, like, shows like What We Do in the Shadows and Nathan For You, which we're big fans of. Mm -hmm. And his script for Grown Ups 3. To be clear, no one, no one asked him to write this most of all, not Adam Sandler. He had an idea for a new instalment in the Adam Sandler Hanging Out With His Friends franchise that he loved so much he just had to write it. The result is like no Sandler movie while also being very much like all of them. See, while the script has two giant unprecedented twists, the movie is about the making of Grown Ups 3, with the stars actually playing themselves and a masked killer is methodically murdering them, but it's still an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> so this guy, right, genuinely, I've been reading about this a lot. So this Tom Sharpling genuinely loves Adam Sandler and the Grown Ups movie. And so he tweeted on January the 6th, in April 2019, 
I wrote a script for Grown Ups 3. I was not asked to write it. It is the best thing I will ever do in my life, professional or otherwise, and here it is, my gift to everyone in 2020. Read it, enjoy it, sign the mailing list. And he's posted the script up online. And he's, I think since then, he's had, like, readings with... Uh, he does, like, readings with comedians and stuff. Um, uh, and it, he's, he's written an entire thing. And then there's a great interview with him saying why he loves... He saw Happy Gilmore 30 times and he loves Adam Sandler. But so the premise is they're filming, they're filming Grown Ups 3 and while the filming is going, taking place, members of the cast just keep getting murdered. Uh, but it, it's still very much an Adam Sandler movie. It sounds awesome. Or it sounds like a serious threat to life. <laughs> <laughs> But isn't it brilliant? Now, this well, came out... I, if anyone's listening and knows more about this than me, I, I genuinely love this. I heard Tim Heidecker talking about it, because he knows the guy. Obviously, he worked with the guy. Um, but has it progressed any further? Because I know they're doing... Um, here we go. He's just talking about his love for um, Adam Sandler, right? Um, he has this track record that is indisputable. Jack and Jill gets hammered by everyone. Jack and Jill has some of the funniest stuff. I mean, the Al Pacino... This is where Adam Sandler plays himself and his sister. Of course. I mean, the Al Pacino stuff I've talked about since the movie came out. Al Pacino gives his, his performance. It's no less committed than he was in The Godfather 2. He just makes these things, and they're fun, and sometimes they're done, dumb, and sometimes they're tone-deaf, but I don't know. The proof is in the body of work with him. All I can say is that I have yet to meet the person that would turn down getting paid a lot of money to go make a movie in a fun location with their friends. Um, and he goes on and on. But if anyone listening knows, and I'll do some research over the weekend, if this has gone any further, because Adam Sandler will know about this now, and... Someone's written a third movie in your franchise and it's getting a bit of press. You're going to go, well, do you know what? I've got a couple of hours. Let's have a look at this. And you do one. I mean, it's not just like some nobody. This is a guy a that writer. writes and produces big t medium cult TV shows. You've got to wonder if there's something in it. I love it. I love it. Um, let's go to, if you know any more about it, 0344 499 1000. Hello, line one. You're on, oh, you, yeah, he's oh, put the phone one. down. Line one, I was just going to you. I was just going to you, man. I've been Adam Sandler. No, he's thinking, I really got to read this thing. I <laughs> fully intend to be in an Adam Sandler movie, or at least have it confirmed that I'm going to be in an Adam Sandler movie by the end of 2020. That's my, if we have to make a New Year's resolution, that is it. I will commit to being in an Adam Sandler movie. Mm. It's not impossible. Well, if you don't get it officially, just try and find out where he's filming and just walk in the back. Yeah, well, I mean, there is that. But, I mean, there's a... You talk about podcast series. There's a podcast series. There's, a, there's, a, there's an eight-parter yeah. worthy of any John Ronson uh, input. Um, but If only your name was Steve. Why? Adam and Steve. In search of Sandler. Just moved on from the Steve thing completely, yeah? Well, obviously, <laughs> that what fell on deaf ears. I it, thought it was great. It did, it, it, well, it didn't make any sense. Well, yeah, you're kind of sort of um, stalking him. Right, Steve's aren't stalkers. Well, that Steve is. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello? Hello? Hello, it's oh. Thomas. Hey, Thomas, how you doing, man? Good. What can we do for you, Thomas? School's been a lot better lately. It's oh, it's Thomas. I'm so sorry, mate. I was I'm thinking of something completely different. It's picked up, has it? Yep. 
fantastic. Are you feeling a lot better? Yeah, way better. Hey, 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 hey. Are you, how's it going in the making friends steak? Yeah, I've been trying. I've got a couple. Good. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, listen, I need to, can I be a responsible, boring adult for a bit? Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah. You're going to hate me. Okay. Right. Keep calling. I like your calls. As long as you've got permission to call, I'm cool with that. But as a dad, could you call us before half past ten? Um, probably, yeah. Would that be okay? Just because, uh, listen, I don't know what the rules are in your house, and that's, that's not my place to make rules, okay, in your house. But as a dad, ha before half past ten, for a young man such as yourself feels appropriate. After that, I start to feel a little bit guilty that maybe you, you're going to struggle at school tomorrow or you're not going to be able to get... Do you know what I mean? And I know it makes me sound like a boring old man, but I, I am a boring old man, Thomas, and I need to say these things because I care about you, Thomas. Thank you. Is that all right? Yep. I knew you'd understand. You've got a very wise head on your shoulders. So give us a call again, but make sure it's before half past ten, all right? Okay. Nice one. You're not in trouble. I'm not telling you off. I'm saying that because I, I respect you a lot and I knew that you'd get it. And I'm glad you're making friends and I'm glad school is picking up. I knew it would. I knew it. I knew it. And I look forward to hearing what's going on for you. All right, mate? Yep. Thank you, Thomas. Good night, Thomas. Bye-bye. What a nice guy. Jeez. <clears throat> Someone's just donated 100 quid to this guy. What? Yeah. I that means you lose. No, 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 no. It means it's, I the win. The game's not over yet. The game is not <laughs> over yet. Kath, you'll move next. I'm out. I've only got one <laughs> toy at the moment. My, honestly, my upstairs, let me show you a picture. You should be donating to me. She's already eating baked beans for the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> let me show a picture of my bathroom, right? It's um, a flipping disaster zone. Mate, I've just had two bathrooms done. I don't want to see it. I've got one bathroom. All oh, right, you haven't got none at the moment. No, I haven't. I'm, I'm going to go down that hole there. Oh, blimey. Oh, Catherine is showing a 45-year-old woman is showing a 27-year-old man pictures of her bathroom. Now, that's either a weird, I'm not 45. weird seduction technique that's going to backfire terribly or boring. Don't kink shame me. Everyone likes um, exposed insulation. Not yours. Put it away, love. <laughs> You're causing a draft. Take call straight to air. Oh, three, four, four. My wastepipe is exposed. Four, nine, nine. One thousand is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. I mean, on a serious note, I have been staying out of the house all week, right, and having to take the cat out. She doesn't understand. She does not like going in the cat box, nope. going around the corner to my dad's. She doesn't see the point. But I know that the builders will be in and out and they'll be leaving the door open and she could leg it yep. here's the thing mm -hmm. yesterday went back to the house thinking all this effort I've been outside I've been tolerating my dad's racist language opinions <laughs> opinions there we go that's better <laughs> I went back no one had been in of course all day nothing what was the point Always I could have sat in my own house and watched the telly let's take uh, let's take a anyway call. thanks dad line one you're on the wireless What is this? Is it is it bubble bubble? No. There's a lot of firing going on. And this is bubble bubble. 
No, it's not that. No. It's a fun game because it's got. That's really got me thinking. It's most puzzling. Hmm. You know what I mean? It sounded like one of those having to <laughs> shoot a whole line of things at a time. <laughs> oh, um, by the way, I know the chords to French Kisses by Zezé and H. Oh, really? How does it go? It's F sharp and it's B flat minor. Just those two chords. French kisses. I'm gonna give me the French kisses. Then I'm gonna go to the B minor. Oh, B I'm gonna show my. Where are you going? I'm singing to you. F sharp. I'm Jeez, gonna give you an F yeah. sharp. Yeah. Where are you going, guys? I'm showing you the chords. With this. Are you gonna go and look at our waste pipe again? Smell it from here. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell But I've been seen with up. I've never been with anything less than a nine So fine I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone past with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for a living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star Never spent much time in school, but I told ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine Last hour of the show, Daryl Morris That's his name, isn't it? Yeah I, I, You know when you say it's like you said a name I thought, I've just said completely the wrong name I'm, I'm having a little um, uh, uh, We'll be on at one o'clock He's good, he's a nice guy Like him If he wasn't significantly younger than me we'd be friends but he's too young uh, he's too young it would be inappropriate to be friends that uh, that age gap is in he's a... probably older than sam he's not he's the, I, th- I think he's the same age as sam what google how old daryl i've been is. talking to him like he's a grown-up yeah exactly he's not oh yoy, he's not he's 27 oh I'm... so he's closer to my age oh shut the well everyone's closer to your age apart from old people because you're you're si- younger than you. six months younger. Uh, come on. Than me. No. Quite a lot younger. Just than Google me. it. I'm googling 
Google him. Well, we can go and ask him in the office, but I, I don't... He's got a Wikipedia and everything. Oh. Go on, is he a baby? Yeah. Go on. 29. 29. Always made cask all week at the knees. <laughs> Sorry, Sam, you're out. Go and show him pictures of your back pipe. He's already seen it. <laughs> he gave me some advice on it. <laughs> uh, it's too young for... He's too... He's... I could not... I would find it inappropriate and uncomfortable to start a friendship with a man under the age of 35. The age gap is just... I'd be talking about Captain Pugwash. He wouldn't have a clue what was um, going on. Huh. So, um, I, I, I'm sorry. Well, I know way. of it. Sorry? I know of Captain Pugwash. No, I'm not talking to you, son. <laughs> I know, We're talking to the guy old enough to be your older brother. Um... Captain Pugwash is awful. Here's the thing, right? Kids, everyone goes, oh, kids TV back in the day was, was great. It was the best. It was, oh, kids TV now is rubbish. No, kids TV back in the day was awful. It was rhubarb and custard. Captain Pugwash, why don't you? A lot of the animation was very wriggly. It was lazy. Mm. It was so lazy. Hanna-Barbera, my balls. They were colouring it improperly, though, with, like, paints. Uh, I could do it on a computer. It's much better. Computers now. But... Um, and you look at... Like, um, I mean, I don't like aardvark animations, um, find them tedious, but you look at Shaun the Sheep and you compare it to Camberwick Green. Yeah. Flippin' heck, man. I used to like that. Flippin' heck, man. Flippin' Old kids' TV is rubbish. And I want to talk to my male compadres about that. He's 29. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to be able to talk about that. When I talk to him about um, uh, Brexit, I'm going to talk to him about um, Trump. I'm going to talk to him about um, Pornhub. What, what have we got in common? Well, please don't talk to me about that. Well, I will do if he wants me to. No. Well, I will do. I'll show him how to wipe his hard drive. I dumped that. I dumped it. I'm learning. I'm a human being and I'm learning. I'm learning. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Daryl's on at one, and he's a good listener, and he's a nice human being, and he's a um, you know his, his heart is in a good place, which cannot be said about a lot of radio uh, and TV and print at the moment. It's you know oh um, three four 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 nine nine one thousand calls will go straight to air. Mm. Um, Catherine, what have you got, please? A retired welder whose phone hasn't rung for months because friends think he's dead realised the error after discovering his own gravestone had been erected by his ex-wife. Holy jackamole! There it is, in that one line. People think I'm dead, said Alan Hattel, 75. Hotel? Hattel or Hattel. How do you spell it? H-A-T-T-E-L. Hattel. Hattel do nicely. He's 75 and he's from Tayside, Scotland. 75. Mm -hmm. And he's alive, everyone. Was he a welder? For now. A welder? Yeah. What do welders do? Please don't say weld. They Just... join bits of metal together with softer bits of metal. Melted metal. Some call it welding. I know what welding means. You know what welding means. He didn't. This is why I can't hang out with Daryl, because I bet he knows what welding means. I bet he's done it. We're, we're welds apart. That was good. That yeah. was good. I... That was, in, a sh in a show of shows, that was good. My phone hasn't rung for three or four months. I've been confused by it all, but now I know why nobody has been calling. I don't even want to be buried. I plan to be cremated. Mr. Hattle declared I'm still alive as he stood beside his headstone and said reports of his death had been greatly exaggerated. I'll stop quoting Clive James, who was quoting Mark Twain. 
Listen, the man has risen from the dead. He no, he hasn't. He's he not wants. died. It turns out. He's not died. Mr. Hattle said he really... Imagine if all of the, the stress of this being in the public domain killed him. Well, then know. where would we exactly. be? Exactly. Mr. Hattle said he'd realised something was not right because his social life has been deathly quiet for the past three or four months. He's 75. I don't have a social life. Listen, he's got an ex-wife. He's a single man of 75. 75 is not old anymore, I bet you. It is. 75 will always be old. Okay, well... It's closer to you than me, so tell me what it's like. God, why don't you remind me that I'm going to die one day? Oh, my God, you just reminded me. <laughs> Mr. Hattle said the erection of his headstone... Oh, you had to say that word. What? Headstone. In New Montill Cemetery in Forfar was done without his knowledge and the whole affair was like something out of Only Fools and Horses. Where is it? Forfar. So it's n not near here? No, it's quite far. Now he wants to set the record straight and know that let people know he's very much alive. He's also spoken to Angus council officials and plans to put a cover over the headstone which bears his name. Why has she done it? She must really go. love him. Here we go. Because they're expensive. They are. He's put the blame at the headstone at the door of his ex-wife from whom he separated some 26 years ago. Wow, if she's still cross, he must have been one hell of a bad husband. I'm blaming the victim. How dare I? He, no, he's the victim. I know, and I'm blaming him, saying he must have been a bad husband. Maybe she was a terrible wife. Maybe they were both. Why are you awful. Maybe the there's woman? no one to blame. Why is this, this typical typical patriarchy blaming the woman? Well, well, hang on a minute. She's the one that's done this, knowing he's still alive. Can I just say, Master Bates and Seaman Staines were not in Captain Pugwash. That's no, a myth. No. That's a myth. Everyone who's tweeting me, it's a myth. The 75-year-old who spent 37 years as a welder before retiring claimed his ex-wife had bought the plot of land and put up the headstone with the intention of them being buried together because both of their names appear on the headstone. I never ever said I wanted to be buried alongside my ex-wife, said Mr. Hattle, who has grow two grown-up children with his former spouse. Hang on, how, this, is, this story doesn't ring true. How, hello, caller? Hello, am uh, I on? Yes. Oh, right, is that Ian Lee? Could be. Who's 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 calling? It's not the tax office, is it? In which case, my name is uh, uh, Steve Smith. Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, it's not the inland. It's not the inland revenue. Welcome, welcome. Pull no. up a chair, my friend. Sit. Let's talk. Let's let's pow. I just called to um, two things. One about Kurt Vonnegut. Yep. Um, the first thing I wanted to ask you about is, in your opinion, why are people so nasty? <laughs> why is everybody around us these days so? Miserable, nasty, backbiting, snide. I can tell you why. Just now, what, and, and I, it's getting so bad. I'm beginning to feel as if I don't like people anymore. I can tell you, you know, why. People all around. It is. Know, it's. It's, just, it's fear. It's fear. And it's people being reminded that they are perhaps not as successful as they thought they would be. And by successful, I mean in terms of the person they're married to, their finances, their career. And so a handful of millionaires are telling ordinary, in inverted commas, people that the reason their lives are not as successful as they should have been is the fault of other people, primarily foreign people and often people of a different hue. Um, and so there, there are those two things, fear and that reason. Yeah, yeah, you, you, I think you hit the nail on the head there when you said, uh, <coughs> the only thing I, I put it down to, every time somebody's nasty or miserable or says something that hurts you, you know, things, people say things sometimes and, and you think, what, why did he or she say that? Is she deliberately trying to hurt me? Why would they want to hurt me? I've never been nasty to him or her. 
And, and I, I put it down to the fact that they're not happy with their own lives yeah. and they're trying to make you feel as bad as they do exactly what? by dragging you down. Yep. And, and that's the only thing I put it down to. And it, it, I get home and my lovely wife is there and oh, I love her madly. We've been married 40 years and, and she's just so kind and sweet and she's always got a smile and she makes it all better. You know, she, I just, a few words with her and her silly smile and that just makes it all better. Mm. Really, it's like a, it's like a drug. I know, drug. trust me, I know, she's an amazing woman. Oh, now, come on. And the other thing, uh, get off the morbid subject but about a-hole people, yeah. uh, Kurt Vonnegut, did he used to be, I seem to remember reading a couple of books, but it was Kurt Vonnegut Jr. Is that the same That's him, person? that's the fella, Kurt Vonnegut Jr. Yeah, no. that's the man, one of the greatest. Yeah. Slaughterhouse Five and Welcome to the Monkey House. That will that's sort what, you out. That's what I was going to ask you because I remembered I remembered Chariots of the Gods, and then I thought well, to myself, Eric Von Daniken. He wrote. He wrote it, it, that was Kurt Vonnegut, wasn't it? That was Eric Von Daniken. Close enough. Was it? Yes, it, it was. was. And I remember seeing. I remember thinking, "Oh dear, there was another book he wrote, and that was it." What you just said, Slaughterhouse Five. Slaughterhouse Five. Welcome to the Monkey House. They're the ones. I've got a song for you guys. Thank you for that call, caller. Uh, yes, hello. You. War two. <laughs> American soldiers crash land on an island. They're captured. Oh. By a local king. A local king. Captured by a local king. And the king says to the general of the army. Which ah, his army or, or the, the extra? The king says to the, the invading the king, force. They weren't invaded. They just they crash landed. Oh. The king says to the general of the American army, "I will let your men." He spoke English then. Yes, lucky. yes. Go free if if you if I'm good. Please, I will let your men go free. But you have to. I will let your men go free. But. You have to win a game of chess. General thinks about this. He's got no other option. He goes, sure thing, partner. I will play you a game of chess. He said, the king says, tomorrow morning. Look. He's very extra, isn't he, this king? Very flamboyant. Tomorrow morning at dawn, meet me on the balcony of the palace. So the general meets him on the balcony of the palace the next morning. He says, okay, where's this goddamn chessboard? He says, ah! Look out of the window. Uh-uh. And out of the window is a huge, giant chessboard. The pieces? His men. The soldiers. Yeah. The soldiers on one side. The American soldiers on the other side. The soldiers of the king. The local soldiers. Local soldiers. 
What the hell is this crap? Says the American general. This is the game of chess. You must play and win to, Don't free, do a voice. to free your man. Didn't see what he was local to, did I? Now, the general doesn't quite believe this. He's like, okay, all right, fine. He's got the pawns. Corporal, move forward two, move forward two paces. Move forward. Gosh. King goes, hmm. Where's he going home? Hmm. Move forward two paces. General says, okay. Uh Duke! <laughs> you move forward one pace. I'm starting to think this might not have actually happened. It's not a true story. The king the king says You don't get someone called Babadook. The king says, hmm. Oh, <laughs> Take the pawn. So the, the the king's man moves and takes the pawn. Stabs him in the gut and cuts his head off. Gosh. Slaves, escalated. Slaves come on. Oh, rough game. Drag the it's chess. Drag the corpse. One carries the head under their arm uh-huh. after doing a little kick with the back to them, kick the thing and they miss it. A Rabona. Um I don't know about that. And dr- they drag the body off. The general said, What the god God's name are you doing, you insane piece of trash? The king says Oh, we are playing chess. Oh yes. Is it Ricardo the general, Montalban? The general, um, the general then thinks, right, okay. And the soldiers are looking up at him and he's like, really sorry guys, we're playing chess and some of you are going to die. But I think I can keep enough of you alive so that this won't be too traumatic for us when we leave. And How's he saying this? Because he's on the balcony, he's shouting that. Well, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I don't... Uh, yeah. Um, and if anyone remembers how that story ends... <laughs> I don't remember. Who wins? Is it John Wayne or Ricardo Montalban? If anyone knows how that story ends, I would love it if you could give us a call. I and envy your kids for getting stories like that at bedtime. I can come and give you a story at bedtime if you want, Sam. It's not a problem at all. Drive you home tonight, tuck you in. Give you a little story. Oh, being friends with a man older than him is inappropriate. He's the same, about the same age as my boys. Oh, he is, yeah. Um, if anyone knows how that story ends, because I genuinely can't remember, and I think, it, I think it's got like quite an important message. Um, I don't know what it was. Uh, 03444. Don't play with a local king. Late night alternative, weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. Run! Idiot. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Come in, music off, headphones on. I've got to do everything. I've got to do everything in this place. Headphones on. Here we go. Chess, the least civilized game in the world. It's all about war. Attack, defense, sacrifice. My to win. Point. You not only have to murder your opponent's pieces, but have some of your own pieces murdered by your opponent. Of course, chess is only a limited simulation of the real thing. Thank you. 
ambassador or coffee? No. Okay, so in this, uh, this goes on for 90 minutes. So we might have to carry it on tomorrow. In this movie version of it, it's set in present day. Now, it's set in the 90s. That's not present day, then, is it? Well, it was present day for when it was filmed. Let me let me jump forward a bit. So the, the plane's about to crash, and here we go. A la Camille. Let me skip forward. Let me skip forward a bit. Let me get. Hang on, skip forward a bit. Hang on, skip forward a bit. Here we go. For our lives. There we go. This oh, is it. Amazing. negotiations with the government. What's he going to do with us, sir? Vaccaro and I are going to play a game of chess. Chess? Yes. For our lives. I get the feeling you two are not really paying attention. I am paying attention. Do I have to start it again? No. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Let's take call straight to air. I mean, are you paying you attention? Play, what if you couldn't play chess? I can't play chess. Well, then you'd, everyone would die. I'd say, can we play um, draft instead? Try, try this bit. Try this bit. Try this bit. Come on, sir, whip his ass. Oh, what a... Corporal, take that black pawn to your right. You're in no immediate danger. No. No, damn it. I'm, I'm not moving. I'm staying right here. Corporal, I suggest that you do as the ambassador directs. I'm watching that when I get home. I don't want you to even know what happens in the end because you've got, you've, um, uh, you're a fister line. A what? You're a fister line. A what now? You you're not into art. You don't know, you don't know art. You're a fister line, you are. It made me puke. Line one, you're on the wireless. You're getting on my nerves as well. You're fist of lines. <sighs> Sam, what have you brought to the um, table? Hello? Both their names appear on the headstone. Uh, I've never, <laughs> ever said... <laughs> Well played, well played. I want to be buried alongside my ex-wife, said Mr. Hattle, who has two grown-up children with his former spouse. We've been separated 26 years and there's no animosity, but I'm struggling to take it all in. So they're both still alive. What? To find my out... My dad had a headstone in the attic. Yeah, but no one... Yeah. Really? With his name on it, yeah. Is I'm it the one he, he ended up using? There. Huh? I'm assuming he wasn't buried there. He wasn't there. buried in the attic. He had uh, a headstone in the attic. He nicked it. He had nicked it. It was. It had his name on it. It was made of wood. It was a prop for a TV ah, show. They had to right. um, do a uh, like a graveyard, and so he had to get gravestones made up. And of course, he had one made up with his name, and it was in the loft. I wish I still had it because I would put it at the end of the garden and scare the kids. Well, the actual grave. You've got an actual. I, I've got an actual grave at the end of the garden. People with like common names get a discount on headstones. Oh yeah. Or if someone's dying and they get a headstone, but then they're cured, and then like another Steve. Oh, we got, we got right. a Steve. Already, that you can have for just £25,000. Expensive head headstones, aren't they? Mm. And headphones. Line two, you're on the wireless. Sergeant Pepper, you know, the album with all those clues, the pole is supposed to be dead. You see, look, 
problem we had was that everything we did, everybody read so much into it. You know, we thought, well, how... Okay, I'm getting a bit bored of really low-quality audio being played. That was Ringo Starr talking about Paul McCartney being dead. Mm. Um, line three, you're on the wireless. Yes, we represent the management of the ZZ Boys, and uh, we'd like to thank you very much for for plugging the French Kisses. You've been absolutely marvellous. Hang on, you represent the management of the ZZ Boys. That's uh, that's correct. So you're not the ZZ Boys manager, but you represent the management that is that manages the ZZ Boys. So have you ever met the ZZ Boys? Um, well, um, we went to see the play once, but um, it was very, very odd. Why was it odd? I don't like that music. But no. That we, we, we would lend them a lot of money, you see, you're the parent company. Okay, well, that's great news. Have you got any information on what the ZZ Boys will be doing next? Uh, the next song they're going to do is a song called Big Bottom. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Well, that was great. That was good. People are no People are starting to notice. People are starting to notice. Catherine? Um, yeah. <clears throat> Angus Council said it was unable to discuss the issue or disclose any information about who purchased the plot as it was a confidential matter. Oh. Um, Sam, what have you brought to the, uh, the party tonight? Um, do you want a mug? Um, I don't, actually. No, but thanks. That's all I got. Okay, well then in that case, I'm I'm coming in. Hey, Peter Shilton's come out as a gambling addict. Oh right. Did you see that? I thought that was quite interesting. Now he's a famous footballer. Yeah. Because famous I, goalkeeper. I was going to guess that. I was going to guess that. He's a big man, isn't he? Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, and I recognise his face, although he does look a little bit like Prince Andrew now, doesn't he? He's got that kind of round. Grey yeah. plastered hair, but I thought this was interesting, um, especially considering how we started the show. By the way, Pamela Anderson's husband is seventy-four. Yeah, England goalkeeping legend Peter. That's the fifth husband, isn't it? Okay. Although the third and fourth were the same fella, which I find interesting. Right. Or twins? No, she divorced and married him again. Uh, well, that doesn't count then. Does it? Do I don't think it does actually. Mm -hmm. um, England. Well, she must have loved him d d double. Um, mm, 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 mm. But England goalkeeping legend Peter Shilton. This is really interesting, right? And this is, shows how this kind of stuff can affect anybody. And it's about love. It's about love and honesty and how that can overcome anything. Okay. England goalkeeping legend Peter Shilton has revealed he spent 40 years secretly hooked on gambling and never won. The footballing hero lost tens of thousands of pounds backing up, backing up to 10 horses a day and would sit up until 3am placing doomed bets. During the 1986 World Cup, Shilton was acting as the England team's bookmaker, yet Shilton, 70, has not had a bet for five years since second wife Steph confronted him with the bank statements cataloguing his losses. Well done, her. He now plans to work within... I, I mean, this is this has just come out, right? This isn't, like, known... No, I didn't know. This it. isn't a known thing. I'm not altogether surprised because I know footballers... They have a lot of time and a lot of money on their yeah. hands, and gambling is a problem for, for, yeah. for a fair few of them. Yeah. Well, he says he now plans to work with the PFA, that's the Professional Football um, Association. Army, Association. Army, yeah. To help other addicts within the game beat the habit. I had two lives, he said. One as a very dedicated footballer, and another where I was addicted to gambling. 
says Shilton, who played for 11 clubs and won a record 125 England caps. They actually get given a cap, don't yeah. they, when they when they do it? But really? it's like, yeah, they get a cap. Like an old, like a schoolboy's type Yeah, cap. but it's like, it's, bit, it's not... It's just decorative. Yeah. They don't get paid for playing England matches no, either. No. Mostly they get perks. Little perks. I think you know what I mean by little perks. But they don't get paid. I didn't realise I was an addict until I finally stopped. When you're a footballer, you have a lot of spare time on your hands after training. It's easy to sit around and gamble. It's so easy just to get on that buzz and get hooked, baby. It was thanks to Steph I was able to give up. The penny suddenly dropped. And I said double or quits. Heads or tails. I made a joke there. I thought, I'm not winning and I never have won. Why should I put myself through this and risk losing Steph? This is quite amazing, actually. He said his addiction exploded following the birth of online betting. There you go, guys. You know, if there was, if there was an app where you could um, tap it and a line of cocaine would appear, I'd be dead. Be dead. I get that. Gambling was never my thing. I could. I used to go very, very occasionally to a casino. Very, very occasionally. Like maybe eight times in my entire life. And this is when I was was, was using as well. And it never got me. The first time I went, I went, I won about £400, just on roulette, black and red, black and red, doubling it up, and it was enough to take me and my girlfriend at the time to Prague. Prague. Um, and every time we went, I would set, and I could afford it, I'd set a limit of £100, and then I'd go like £30 over that limit, every time. But generally, I, but, I, but it was just a nice evening, you're going to have a bit of food, they give you free food, you go, but I never, I always thought... It was a waste of money. I've got a really good friend who had a gambling problem You've for a long this, time. Yeah. And actually, online, betting became a problem for him as well, just because it's so secretive, right? But rather than making excuses and getting to a, a casino, obviously, online betting, he could do it at work, he could do it when he had a moment at mm. home, whatever it happened. Um, and it transpired that he was doing it for years and years and years, and he always managed to get himself out of it in the end. Mm. I think at one point he had to go to his work's hardship fund, and he got bailed out of problems. Wow. But started really? getting into it again afterwards because it no. was kind of that was kind of part of the buzz yeah. of the nearly losing it all, reining it back in. It back, yeah. Next time I'm going to win, and he did make some big wins, but he would gamble it away Im almost immediately and then some because mm. of the the thrill of it. I guess. Also, I heard someone talking the other day. If, imagine you're like you're like ten grand up, right? Gambling, you're beating the system then, and then also that's not your money. No, that's it's the, not real. It's the bookie's money. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to gamble this ten grand of the bookies' money until eventually you're ten grand under. Yeah, but they think ten grand I could turn this into twenty. Yeah. If I just have yeah. one more, just one more, just one more, and then they start to lose it, and then they're trying to gamble it and to win it back. So it's just really hard. Anyway, he's got into twelve step program, my friend. And as far as Thank I you, know, my friend. <laughs> I, sp I spoke to him about four or five months ago, and he's clean. He's been clean for a couple of years. Good for him. And but what happened was his girlfriend found out he'd had a big win. And he'd bought himself a new car. But of course he couldn't let on that he'd had this big win. He wasn't supposed to be gambling. So he was parking it round the corner. Oh, blimey. That's insane. I mean, driving, that's driving his, pro his usual car round the corner, driving this flashy car to work back, and just living this kind of lie. Anyway, one day his girlfriend... And this sounds like something that would happen in a, a film or something, you go, nah, that's Did his girlfriend happen. challenge into a game of chess? No, she needed a pair of socks. She went in his sock drawer and she found all the um, documents relating to his new car. In the sock drawer. You keep them in the boot, you idiot. Busted. Good. Absolutely busted. Well, that's good because that's... Because then he came helped. out. Yeah. You know, and they nearly broke up about it. And of course, because he was gambling with money he didn't have and they were trying to build a life together and nearly lost the house and at times and she, she couldn't believe it happened again. But that was the thing. That was the thing that got him. Uh, into 12 steps and it's really helped him.
Peter Shilton says his addiction exploded following the birth of online betting, which allowed him to gamble from his computer into the early hours. Shilton and his wife have met government ministers to discuss how to tackle problem gambling. Also working with the charity Gambling With Lives, which was set up by families and friends bereaved by gambling-related suicides. Yeah. Totally ties into what we talked about two hours ago. He wants stricter rules governing betting and gambling education rolled out in schools. I thought that was fascinating. I think it is. And, and, and for, you know, for an older man, and he's like one of the straight footballers, isn't he? Like yeah. a good guy, a good guy. Yes, yeah, Peter Shilton would be a good guy. So for him to kind of, well done his wife, I think they were married, weren't they? Yeah. Well done his wife for calling him out for it, and that being the thing, I'm sure it's a little bit more complicated than we're hearing there, but that being the thing that spurred on a desire to sort everything out. Saying that, with addiction, you can't do it for someone else. No. Nope. You can't do it for someone else. So although the will was probably there for him to sort it out for the sake of his marriage, it's taken, obviously, great strength for him to to get to the help he needed. That's uh, got to be applauded, hasn't it? Sam, what have you got? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do this job. You don't want to be a host, do you? That's never the, no. the plan. You fell into producing by accident. Or, or, or not? No, I just, just fell into radio full stop by oh. accident. <laughs> what are you going to be? You did tell me before and I forgot. Well, I initially just thought of thought photography would be cool. Was, yeah. And then, yeah, just fell into doing a degree in radio. Or the, 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 the current, you know, stuff to one side, generally how you I absolutely love it. it. It's brilliant. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things like you were saying earlier that you apologise. You don't have to apologise because it's, I still love coming in and, doing this job every day. I feel really bad that I lost my for... temper in front of you and Phil. That was un... And I, I apologise to Phil and the other lad that was out there, but that was unprofessional. I'm not professional anyway, but I, sh I shouldn't have lost my temper in front of you. That should have been a private um, punch-up in the car park as opposed to one out there, no, so I'm it's, sorry. It's an absolute pleasure every day coming in, so... Okay. Okay. I'm tired of it. it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. What else are you going to do, though? What else is there? What else? What else? 47, nearly... Well, what else is there to do? What else am I going to do? What could I do? I've got nothing. I know. It's a, it's a troubling thing. B-Jams has closed down. I can't go back there. Yeah, I closed Topshop as well. I used to work in. We might be too old for teacher training. No, I won't. Because uh, I go to primary school and they want Fellas. men. They want men. There's no men. But teacher, don't, don't pay. Pays terribly. And everyone yeah. goes in and comes out after about three years. Yeah. We're screwed, aren't we? When this set comes to an end, we're screwed. I've got that knot in my stomach again. Right. What you got, Boyley? The fear of someone you don't like showing up at the same party you're at ranks as the number one party anxiety, according to a new research. Party anxiety. <laughs> poll. A poll of 2,000 Americans also revealed that wanting to leave but not knowing how to and feeling like you're not fitting in were among the top three anxieties people had at parties. That's the one for me, feeling like you're not, not mm. fitting in. In fact, the average American party goer knows within the first ten minutes of showing up whether they'll be calling it an early night. The study uh, also revealed that over three in four Americans, uh, this is from the New York Post, that's why they're concerned about Americans, said they, um, uh, it takes them 14 minutes to actually relax at a party and start to enjoy themselves, while 63% said that every party they go to has at least one person they'd like to avoid. That prompts the question, is it rude to ask the party host who will be attended in the first place? <laughs> Can you imagine? Do you want to come to my party? Who's going? <laughs> oh, I, I said to a friend of mine, I said to Scott, 
was having a party. I said, well, A, I said I can't go because I'm going to be in Brighton doing a show, but B, I, I can't go because I think such and such is going to be there. And I just, I, it would just make me too anxious. Yeah. Um, Matt, all right. <laughs> and, um, and he said, oh, I don't, I don't think he went in the end, but I just, there are, yeah, I, I, there are people that I don't want to bump into that, that, you know. That dread and having to play nice because you're doing it for the, for a friend who's invited you over. You don't want to cause a yeah. stir. This doesn't stop one in three Americans from always asking the host who's going with 16% saying they'll never ask. When it comes to hosting big game parties, I take it they're talking about American football or something. When was this done? Like, when did this survey? Because this is now. This is January twenty second, twenty twenty. Three twelve p.m. Because I was like, the mo- isn't the modern day version of this? It's like because the way I always judge it is that you know there's a Facebook event made. If you're unsure because you've seen who's invited, you just wait until they've responded. Oh. And oh. as soon as you see your going list, that's when you're like, oh, okay, I know I can. I'll happily go to that. <laughs> Do people actually organise stuff on Facebook then? Yeah. That's why I always miss it because I never check mine. I well, because yeah, so we I always there, whenever I post something like advertise. Do you want to make it into an event? No, I just when I'm just doing a uh, a post. I thought young people, and I consider you young in a non patronising way, but I thought young people weren't using Facebook. I thought that was for boomers like like myself and Catherine. I'm not a boomer. No, We're not I, a boomer. I, I think that's literally the only thing we use it for these days. Is just to put like events and. Having groups of specific people. Imagine if everyone just walked away from that evil, crappy social media website, Facebook. Everyone just went, nah, nah, it's too, it's too grubby. We've seen the film. We know you're a dirty boy. It's too grubby. It was set up to check out girls and their availability, wasn't it? Was it was to yeah. rate girls' hotness. Yeah. Um, and he's still that bloke and he's just got the, you know, okay. He's got the, you're a bald man, all right? Just accept you're a bald man. Don't, he's got that. Have you seen his hair? He's like horrible come forward. It's just like, um, uh, and I, the, the problem with Facebook, the the reason I use it is it's good to plug stuff. And as a small business, which is what I am ultimately, and with my record label and with me, it's good to plug stuff on there. But I don't use it as a personal thing. But it is it is grubby. It is a disgusting, dirty, sordid place that's that's primarily full of a-holes and racists. I think it depends how you use it, right? Yeah. If you've got a personal profile and you are very careful about how, how who you invite into it and who you speak to on there and you don't give away too much of yourself or someone else. This is the thing, right? I started off mine because my sister was living abroad and so there would be pictures of my kids. I haven't put pictures of my kids on Facebook for ages. No, no. Because now I just don't trust it. And also, it's not my decision. Now they're old enough to know what it is. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing, because the way you're using it is it's subject to open up to literally anybody, oh, whereas yeah. I, mine has only ever been, like, closed circles. I only ever see stuff with friends and things, because I've, I've, nev- I've never felt the need to... I don't have to promote stuff, so mm. I don't, I'm not inviting literally anybody to. Yeah. So... Yeah, it, but it just close it. Close Twitter down. I mean, someone just 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 need to go. Do you know what Twitter was a great experiment, guys, and it didn't work. Let's let's switch it off now. It's kind of turned into a way for people to give you a ring and tell you just how crap you are, <laughs> hasn't it? <laughs> hasn't it? Well, whereas before people would shout at the television, now they message the person they're shouting at yeah. because at that moment, that person needs to hear what's in your mind. That's absolutely mad. But that's the way people feel entitled to behave now. Um, 
some guy, you know, is upset because I blocked him because he said he was really sad listening to the show dying on its ass. <laughs> so I just blocked him. Yeah, thanks for that. I just blocked him. And he said, oh, um, I, well, I, oh, that's a shame. I really like it and I hope he feels better soon. No, no, it, it's not It's not an illness thing. He's <laughs> been getting on my nerves. Blocked. I'm really heavy with that block button now. I used to mute. And now it's like, I just, oh, okay, I don't care if they consider it as a badge of honor. I'm just blocking. Someone mm. says something, I'm blocking. If they get in touch later and explain it, as a few people have done, and I like their explanation and I buy it and I, you know, I check the timeline and go, okay, well, maybe this was an anomaly. But here's a clue. That's just what I think is not an explanation. Yeah, yeah. Some people double down without realising. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry you took it like that. I, what I meant was exactly that. What were we talking about? Facebook. Why? Um, parties. Was there a story? Yeah. Let's do it. What again? Did we do it? Yeah. Half. Well, yeah, what? Americans. Parties. Oh no, we had we only start we only started it. We had the first paragraph, didn't we? We had quite a bit. Sam? I get the basic gist of it. What yeah. was and it? People don't want to go to parties if they know someone Beautiful. they don't like is going to be there. And that, and they and, and some of attention. them do not feel bad. Well, then can I say something to you? This is the late night alternative. <laughs> oh man. Weeknights from ten with Ooh. Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. Run. Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, it's good to see that um, two days ago, Absolute Radio were doing a whole thing on what people call their remote controls. Did it first. <laughs> we did it first. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, uh, it's Sheila. Hello, Sheila. Hello. Um, just want phoning for a bit of advice. So, um, I'm going somewhere tomorrow, but it's only for like a market research thing, but it's an organisation I've been dreaming of working for for a long time. How do you turn that opportunity round? What can I do? Um, well, hang on a minute. I don't know if you can. Oh. Well, if so, if it's market research, what, for what? Let's say it's for like a computer company, right? And you want to work for the computer company, yeah? No, no, it's, it's not. It's like a, um, no, I, a newspaper. Yeah. Okay, well, I didn't know that, so I was just using a hypothetical thing. Right, oh, so it's, sorry, ma it's yes. market research for, the new yes. for a newspaper. For a computer company, yes. Jesus. Right, but so no one from the, com the newspaper is going to be there, are they? It'll just be the market research people. I, no, I don't know, because I'm going to the, 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 pl the, the place of work that I would like to work at. Well, then just tell someone. Say, hey, I'd like to work here. Say, here's my CV. That's what I wondered. Well, but the thing is, I don't have a CV. I, can't, I haven't got the time to do it. <laughs> The place doesn't take CBs anymore. How do they not? Do they not? No, this is all online. Oh, now. okay. Yeah, but you uh, need to be able to send them. Something. You're you're young, Sam. Mm -hmm. What should she do? Go go online. Go online. <laughs> right. If I just say this, it's somewhere that's very male, in incredibly male. Ma is it the Daily Mail? No, it, it's worse than that. That I would be absolutely what they need. Well, tell them. Go and tell, tell. Grab someone and tell them. So what can I say tomorrow at this interview? Exactly that you... In? It's not an interview, it's a market research. So no, it is market research, but I know that I can... It's full of men. It's men, white, middle-class men, opposite of me. So how... And I would be good for their profile, so how do you... And I'm, it's an industry I work in as well, but how do you get yourself in? 
I'll, I'll say it again. Tell someone there that you think you'd be great there, and if you haven't got a CV, you can't give them that, but ask them who... who but I you... will do, late. I will. I can send it on after. OK, when the moment's gone. Ask them who you need to speak to. Let's get phone numbers. Let's get some emails. I think I'd be brilliant. I'm, I can wait around all day. Is there anyone I could speak to? OK. And does that ever work? Has it worked for you? Has it worked for Catherine? No, I always sent him a CV and did things properly. I don't understand why... Right, hang on, let's just retract a minute. So you're going to do a market research thing for a magazine? It's not a magazine, it's a newspaper. But but you want to work for the newspaper? I just... I'm not saying I want to write for them, I just want to do anything for them, because it's it's something I'd love to do. Well, the market research people will have... Probably nothing to do with the newspaper. They might be a company they sourced kind in. Kind of what I was saying, but yeah. she was ignoring that. If you want oh, a job, right. if you want a job, even, it, even if they're in the building and stuff, they're yeah. nothing to do with them. No. Why don't you write to the? So um, well, when, when I said it, I got blown away. You were saying it. She's <laughs> nodding and going, "Yeah." If you want a job Did at a newspaper, a journalist. Yeah, but you don't want to be a journalist. Why don't you write to their HR department? You can Google it. Okay. They're the people you want to talk to. I can say tomorrow when I go there. Yeah, say that Catherine Boyle from Talk Radio fully endorses (laughs) you and she said she will act as your referee. Thank you very much, I will do. There we go, that's that sorted. She will as well. Yeah, good. Because she didn't listen to me, but as soon as you started talking, um, she's like, oh, well, yeah, all right, yeah, do that. (laughs) Of course they won't have anything. You won't meet anybody from that organisation because no. you're in the same building market research uh, yeah, 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 also yeah. have an idea of what you want to do you can't just go in and say I'll do anything mm. have an idea of what kind of area you want have a clue and have an idea of who already works there imagine if we come in tomorrow which I will not be but you will be and, and Sheila's here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it works <laughs> thanks um let me have a look at this story. I don't know if this is a thing or not. Facebook accused a meat lover of hate speech for praising a butcher's faggots. Okay, faggots. So I don't really know what faggots are. Obviously, it's a horrible insult to gay people. Yeah. Which was more of an American thing, but I would say in the last 10 years it's kind of, kind of been over here, but it's more of an American thing. But faggots, we used to snigger a lot when we were 15 and we saw it. Is like a traditional sort yeah. of. Well, in fact, well, there are two types of faggots. There are faggots that's like turf or peat or something, I think, from the ground, and this and this is like meat. Yeah, but it's what like mince and offal and stuff like that. Kind of, I think it's quite nice. Yeah, I mean, it's like I guess. Thank so- you, Sam, for getting that <laughs> sort of sausage meat. Do it again. What is what is it? Oh. Okay, I'm going to say it's one of your better tonight. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm going to take that. Well, it's still a solid five. I'm taking that. <laughs> Facebook accused a meat lover of. I mean, do we, we don't, you know, because it used to be Brains Faggots, didn't it? Brains well, Faggots. Well, they awful. No, that was the name of the company. Oh. Brains. I bet, I bet there's brains in it and all, though. Um, well, it takes a bit of nows to make it, I suppose. This is great. I mean, this is great. It keeps on coming, How can it? I get rid of this um, quite easily? Stunned Paul Lynch. I, it's, I've not, you don't, I, I can't remember, and I have been in supermarkets, I have been in shops. I don't know when I would have last seen that word no for to, to mean that me it's a very old-fashioned thing uh stunned paul lynch 
55, had his post taken down by the social media giant. He had urged his online pals to sample the um, offal dish, well, that's rude, in the Morriston area of Swansea, where locals are nicknamed monkeys. Hmm. Ah. He posted, if you're not buying Thomas's of Morriston, the butchers on Morriston Cross's faggots on a Tuesday, are you even a monkey? Paul explained he makes them every Tuesday, and if you go there early, they're still hot and absolutely delicious. I would like one. I would like... I would like one. My head is screaming, no, you don't want to eat that. Mm. But actually, my stomach is saying otherwise. Paul said, I assumed an algorithm picked out the word faggot because it's sometimes used, <laughs> sometimes, it's sometimes used as offensive American slang. I asked Facebook to review their decision, thinking a human would check their context, you muppet. He then got a second message upholding the decision, which he said was highly offensive and morally wrong. I mean, in the great scheme of things, you're being told you can't use the word faggot to describe a really old-fashioned thing. I mean, it's not, <laughs> it's not a hate crime, is it? It's not really... Butcher Brian Thomas thanked everyone who's made ki kind comments about our faggots. Facebook said the post was removed in error. As soon as we realised our mistake, we restored the post. So there's no story! Oh, no, there isn't. But what there is, is a lot of free advertising for Mr uh, Brian's um, meat products. Mm -hmm. So clearly mm -hmm. that advertisement has done well for you then. <laughs> Brian, what's it? Yeah, I would... I would. I could... I, I've never had one. I, it looks like just chunky brown meat covered in delicious succulent gravy which of course we know is your department oh man i'm i'm really close to becoming a vegetarian again <laughs> and then we went out for meat tonight gonna say brisket peppered oh, brisket oh so good pork ribs steak tacos it was it was insanely good it was insanely good and I would, ah, it was incredible you know there's like a barbecue place around the corner from no? here oh yeah yeah we'll take you one night there's a barbecue place around the corner from here and it's tiny and it's cramped and you walk in and just this waft of meat and it's really good man so it's, it's a little it's, i don't know it's not that pricey actually is it it's no, nice you get a lot of meat you get a lot of meat get and if you can't of... eat it which is not unusual they'll put it in a box for you in fact we ordered we ordered it and then i went oh and i'm gonna get some chili fries and she went i don't, I don't think you need to with that i said are you sure she went Sure. And she was right. We, she was right. They were talking us out of ordering food. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hey, gang. <laughs> hey, gang. Yeah, how you doing? Hey, Posse. He said Posse. Uh, <clears throat> hmm? Yeah, tonight I watched the first episode of Medical Police. Your uh, thoughts, please. This is, this is the controversial thing. Your thoughts, please. Please, please. I liked it. I, I thought it was, a, it, was a, it was like a cross between Team America, the movie, and Police Squad. Yep. And I liked it. And I think it's going to get better. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Did you watch any, Sam? No. You're a scumbag. Catherine hates it's it. On the list. I don't hate it. You hate it. I've shown you bits and you sat there going... <laughs> I just... I'm not, I'm not a big laugh out louder. Mm -hmm. But I did find I've it I've heard you guffaw. Huh? The bit with Henry Winkler with the uh, uh, stand-up desk. Yeah. Um, that creeps me out. Have you got and to the bit where he's telling her if she gets on the plane she's fired? No. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, with the, with the, with the, uh, there's a gate, there's a mesh fence between them, and said, you're fired. Yeah, I quiet, she sends a text, I quiet, and he yeah. replies, you're fried. I quiet, I quiet, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I I walk, if you walk away, I'm going to fire you. I'm, I'm, I'm walking away. It gets I'm funnier. Fired. You wait until they meet um, the goldfinch. What? Exactly. Thank you very much indeed. Um, you need to get the hell out of here, Sam, because we've got um, Nara Morris is coming. If you must. Yeah, if you must. Hello, line three, you're on the wireless. Not, 
Hello, Ian. Hello, line three. Hello, can you hear me? Just, are you being held prisoner about half a room away from the phone? I'm being held prisoner. I'm a 50-year-old Luddite and I'm phoning back and I'm, I'm really good now. I had a sleep. Okay. Are you in the same room as the telephone? One minute. Oh, here we go. She's, she's, not, she's not in the same room. See what we have to deal with. There Darren. we go. There we go. Perfect. That was it. So, Tina, what can we do for you oh, in, the, Tina. in the dying moments of the show? In the dying moments of the show, I just want to say I love you, Ian, and I, I can't wait to have you back on telly, if that's what you wish. Oh, look at you considering my wishes. That's appreciated. Well, I've got... Um, that's what you wish. I've got, I'm doing some acting in February. I've got part what? in a TV. Yeah, I've got part in a TV. What, a good one. what are you doing? I'm not allowed to tell anyone. I want to be tell your you manager. For. Sorry? I want to be your manager. I want to be your manager. I tell, here's a deal, right? Get me a job. Yeah. Get me a job, yeah. right? Get me a job. Yeah. You get 15%. Yeah. And if you... I don't want 15%. I'm not greedy. I'll, I'll take 5%. Oh, wow. Blimey. I've already, though, pretty bad negotiating technique, that, isn't it? <laughs> really? <laughs> not selling yourself, Tina. <laughs> what, what do you think I you could get... I want to sell myself. I want to sell Ian, because he's a great talent. Okay, well, what, jo what, do, what job do you think <laughs> you could get me? I can get you an acting job, and I tell you what, you're going to love it, because I tell you who's going to be a co-star with you. Yes. Matthew Wright. Right, with my, with my, we're buddies. Martin what? Matthew Wright. Have you heard of oh, Matthew Wright. Right. right, okay. You're nuts right. because I saw you tweet Matthew Wright saying you were on my show at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, why am I nuts? Because it, it was, it was five, it was five, it was five to one in the morning. Yeah. What? So, oh, no, so no, you're two, no, so you're no. two hours out. Oh, well, listen, he doesn't give a shit. He didn't even reply. He didn't even like it. There you go, Tina. And I think that you should learn from that. Thank you and God bless. I like Tina. She's very useful at about 20 past three when things are starting to dry up. <laughs> She's a good one. She's got a nice heart, Tina. Hey, thanks for saying nice things about me, by the way. I heard that on the radio. You're that a was nice man. Nice you're a nice you. man, but you're too young. Apparently so. Apparently, apparently, apparently so. Apparently so. We so. can't be friends, I'm afraid. Which mate. is a disappointment, actually. I'm, I'm sure it is. I, I get that. I get. Oh, I totally get it. It's just you're too young. Yeah, I've no, only I just sneaked it. under the boundary. Talk to me. <laughs> talk to me about Captain Pugwash. Well, I, can't, I mean, I, I, we, talk, we can't. No, we can't have this conversation. Um, it was on. It was on. Penelope pit stop. Yeah, and of her friends were. Her friends were called. Uh, the, um, oh, no, I don't know. He doesn't know the anthill mob. I'm out. It just doesn't work. What's the one? She was on the one, though, with the cars. She wasn't she? She was she on was the, one, the one, one with the cars. Yeah, it was called... Wacky, wacky Races. R wacky Races. See, so I was around for that. Okay, and who, uh, name one other car in that. Uh, uh Dick Dastardly. And, um, uh, the other... The he's, he's desperate to be my friend. I, and that's yeah. another reason I can't be friends with you. This desperation. It's <laughs> <laughs> making me very, oh, very uncomfortable, don't do mate. do that to me. Very uncomfortable. You've got 20 seconds. Am I really? Is yeah. it worth it? Nope. Um, things. <laughs> you don't follow me on Twitter either. That's another bit of a bugbear of mine. I don't follow anyone on Twitter. I follow no. about 30 people. That's fine. Kath, on the other hand, has very little excuse. Because I did actually want I did to... I wanted you. to direct message you the other day. Guys, we can't have another handover turning uh, into a car crash. Let's <laughs> do this. Let's do this off air. This okay. is Talk Radio. Talk Radio.